Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, the Sunday League Show, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Welcome to Selk Grassroots, a podcast network bringing you your daily fix of all the news happening around the grassroots community. This is the Sunday League Show, where we'll be bringing you all the news, reviews and interviews from the OBD, SFL, Westfa and the CMSFL. Let's get on with it. Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download down to play from the App Store and Google Play. So now Gibbs is back from dropping the kids off at the swimming pool. Here is episode 15 of the Sunday League Show. Gents, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> constipated. <laughs> You're constipated. Gibbs definitely isn't. No. <laughs> and uh, Jamie definitely isn't. So welcome, definitely. gentlemen. Football's back. We're back again. Double yes. bankers. <clears throat> double oh. bankers galore. Or... Double bankers, plenty of wankers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sunday League football. Uh, so, let's get straight into it. Uh, tonight, we'll start with the Croydon Municipal. Um, I think Roger beat me 3-2 this week on the points for predictions last week. We've changed up We've changed up our predictions for this week. We're just going to pick, the, if there's a double banker, we're just going to pick the first game because we don't think that works very well trying to do the aggregate score. So, We've changed it slightly. Uh, so into the results. Uh, plenty of games in the quarter municipal yesterday. It yep. looks like you avoided the dreaded double bankers, Rog. Yeah, they're coming. Got them coming, coming soon. Yeah. If teams keep if teams keep having weeks off, they're gonna have loads of double bankers, isn't they? Well, I know, Andrew. This is this is it. Right. Talking about that, let's get into the Michael Donovan Premier Division. Uh, Batsy Ironsides welcomed Saha to uh, Battersea and got yep. got battered. They got two. battered, yeah. Well and truly, yeah. Saha uh, just yeah, just keep rolling on at the moment. Um, doesn't look like to prove with something. I, th- I th- think so. I think I think so. Yeah, I think the boys have got their back there. I think the boys are there, ready to go. I think they're desperate to win the league. Um, I, I, and personally, I don't. I don't think there's. Nothing going to stop them now, if I'm honest. Spartans this weekend, but we'll get on to that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, Santos losing 3-2 to PSG. Uh, big yeah. fans of PSG. Santos not having a great year this year. Uh, PSG yeah, unfortunately. Picking up the win. Yeah, good win for PSG. I'm hoping they can sort of get a run of results together now. And um, it'd be good to see them stay up. A good side, PSG. Well-liked side. Well-respected. Nice one, boys. The battle of Division 1 saw Selsden Town calling back our record sections of our recordings from the from the big interview <laughs> series to to call yeah. out Chelsea Athletic in their in their uh in their post match celebration 6-3 to Selston Town. <clears throat> I fancy uh Selston Town to do really well in, in Div 1 and now they've got, yeah. they've got a lot of games left. Um I really think they're going to do the business this year. Uh, yeah, it looks like it. Um they, I mean they've been an ominous form league form all season. Um I think they've only lost one game in total all season together. Yeah. Um so yeah, they look like a really good side. Um hopefully they've got a few players missing when I when it comes to me playing them. 
<laughs> Josh, Owen, Josh Owen notching four yesterday. That's some performance by a lad. He was the first on the social onto social media yesterday. He to, loves it, uh, does he? To tell us yeah. about the result. So fantastic for the boys in Division Two. Uh, the Battle of Addiscombe goes three-one to the Casuals uh, of MMFC. Um, yeah. Th- did that one go over the form book? I think so. Yeah, uh, I think Casuals have been new side this season, but I think they look like they're they're they're, they're settled well into league. Um, they, you know, I think they're up second or third. I think they are. Um, so yeah, not surprised by the result. Um, I, I'm, I'm guessing it was quite a, a fiercely contested game as well. So That's yeah, not, not surprising result. A lovely picture by, by Michelle put onto social media today of a of a shot of um, Pearly Way. Yeah, um, they have all the games going on. It looked really good. Really, uh, we love those pictures. Uh, gold coaching losing three two to the unstoppable Sanderstead reserves. Uh, they look last, like minute, last minute winner from Sanderstead reserves as well. I, I think. Wow. Um, so yeah, another team that looks like they they they're on their way to a. T- I don't. Stopped. <laughs> Jesus. Let's Gibbs at it. Let's Gibbs at it again. By the sounds of it, <laughs> all, all of this distant recording is not is not. Shining Gibbs in the best light, is it? No. Sorry. Did you hear that? <laughs> Just a bit. <laughs> I wasn't aware. I thought you'd muted me. <laughs> you fraudster. <laughs> technology, mate. It's technology. Right. KFC losing 7-0 to Shirley. Um, Mr. Robinson notching four. Two, two, four goal scorers yesterday. Fantastic result for Shirley. KFC really struggling since the, lock, since yeah, the comeback. Yeah. Good result for Shirley, especially after losing last week to um, Sanderson Reserves. Um, they've came back fighting and got a point to prove, I think. Um, from what I've read in the manager's group chat, one of the Shirley goals is an absolute weldy. He, he said it's the best goal he's ever seen. I think their wing back has hit the ball on the volley from a long way out and it's gone rattled off the bar and, you know, the bar and the post straight into the top bins. Um, so, yeah, sounds like an absolute weldy of a goal. Well done to Shirley. Uh, no results. No results. No result for South London Royals versus Huxley. No. Did, did that go ahead or no? Or no I'm, I'm not too sure. To be fair, I, I, I don't pay much attention to John and stuff. No joking. <laughs> no <laughs> result for that sure. one. Div Div Free saw a battle of the the teams we amongst us expected to be uh, promoted. Dynamo Duppers against FC Twenty Five. A one all draw. Uh, in that one, Dapper's coming back from a surprise defeat uh, last weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm not surprised by the draw. Uh, both teams are desperate to try and... It looks like it looks like they're trying to cement the second place. Um, I don't think anyone's going to catch the Sharks, unfortunately. No. Uh, yeah. South London uh, South London Royal Reserves, uh, 3-1 against Sanderstead Thirds, an improved... Uh, Sander said thirds with Mr. Taylor scoring two. Yeah, Mari. Yeah, I think yeah, I think they've had I think they've had a sort of poor run of results recently. Sander yeah. uh, third. So to get a win there, I'm sure they'd be delighted with that. Um, to sort of they can, hopefully they can get some results strung together, make a late late promotion charge. Let's keep our fingers crossed. I like Amari. He's a really nice guy. So yeah. I wish him all the best uh, in the League Challenge Cup. Addiscombe Casuals four. Souls won. Uh, the big game of the day in that cup was Croydon against Lambeth Lions. Yeah. Lambeth Lions taking the win. 
Yeah. Big statement by the Lambeth boys. Big statement, yeah. And I've seen they're making new, more signings again today. It's it's that deadline day in the Croydon League. Um, so they've probably got a plethora of players they're going to pull out of the hat. Um, so, yeah, not surprised by that result. A big win for them. Um, yeah, it's going to be a battle next week between themselves and uh, Selston in the league. Massive game. Carl, I wish game. Oh, that makes you want to not have to go to your game and go and watch yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, talking to Sharks, South Sea Wanderers against Southside Blues. South Sea Wanderers, should I say, taking the win 5-2. That's a big win for South Sea Wanderers. Yeah, I mean, I would have put that down as one of the results of the week, but it, it, it came in late um, after after, I'd make the, after we chose the four results. So, yeah, great result for them. Um, just goes to show sort of the level they're at to, to sort of put a Division 1 side down like that is um, really good. Right, Joe, so, did that result come in? Uh, I, I didn't see it there until you said long. you sent results of the week off at eight o'clock last night. I was going, late. Yeah, but they, they weren't in by them, Bosjam versus Croydon JFC. Croydon JFC winning 6 3. That is it's 13 goals, 13 goals for them in the last two games. <laughs> yeah, it looks, yeah, another team will look like they've been busy during lockdown signing some players. Um, it's good to see them put some results together, actually. They're, they're quite a well, well-respected side in the Croydon League. Um, Boss Jam, unfortunately, it's looking like they're just sort of crumbled this season. Um, no results seems to be going their way. Now, a, long, a long-standing club in the Croydon yep. Municipal. So, uh, we don't want to see... We hope they can uh, get things going again and, and, yeah. left, and start where they left off because um, a fantastic club in the Croydon Municipal uh, <laughs> set-up. So, I hope, I hope they can keep... They can get, get things going again. They deserve to. Uh, FC Centurions losing 3-1 to Spartans. Uh, not a bad not a bad fight for themselves, no. their Centurions, against no, a really no. good side. They put up a fight. Um, yeah, not surprised by the result. Um, but yeah, I'm sure Centurions can take some heart from that um, and carry that into their league form and try and keep them up. Um, I suppose that'd be their next goal. Well done to all the teams there. Um, title right title races and, and relegation battles uh heating up now with every week that goes by thank you roger uh into um the alpenton and bromley for the game wait you said we was going to do west for cheeky well, let's do <laughs> west for, let's do west for talking to cheeky gibbs is at it with his um with his images again so apologies if there's any I've got <laughs> some cracking screenshots don't worry <laughs> that's not images <laughs> yeah. that's uh, me so into Westfa and again it will be um, alphabetical order for the first set of um, double banker games and again with the second so apologies if it seems like we're jumping around all over the place but this is how um, full time is Gibbs just uh, as you might is it is it working Check. Yes, we're working. You look rather comfortable in that. Uh, with that I was comfortable. Just as I just as I might check, my wife walked in as well, and she went, "Oh my god!" Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, she doesn't know. Like she, she obviously doesn't. She must be the one person in the southeast that doesn't listen to Silk Grassroots. She's not into the mic check. You know what I mean? <laughs> Is that your thing? Is that like your? Yeah. <laughs> I do answer to mic check, but it's very rare. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, so into the Prem division, uh, Borden Sports A, um, 
I don't think the game was this way round, but it, with, when they were the home team, they beat Alberton Rovers 4-2. Big result for the Alberton, uh, for the Borden Sports boys. Uh, next game was Jam. They won 2-0 against Junior Reds. Um, not much going right for Junior Reds, but in Blaine, they've got someone that really will do their best to turn that round. Yeah, he'll keep going till the end of the season, but they are top of the senior, so you've got to give him credit for something. <laughs> And he's keep plugging away and he's getting a team out a few weeks. So fair play to him. Um, Borden, I think the, the first game, I think they actually lost 1-0. Yeah. Um, spoke spoke with Billy. He said they had a lot of chances. But um, he said Alperton had a fair amount of chances as well. And um, it was just poor, poor finishing, I think, from their side. Yeah. Uh, your game too. First, this this, this wasn't... The, was this the first game 2-0 against... Uh, Spring, yeah, 2-0, yeah. Hey, tell us a bit uh, about the game. Was Chris, was, was Chris there? Chris Elliott was there, yeah. I said, Elliot, the house of Elliot is not welcome here. But he was there with his good lady <laughs> wife, though. So she was uh, she was supporting Peckham Rice, she told me. But um, oh, wow. But they, um, no, it was a good game, to be fair. No cards, no uh, bad atmosphere or nothing. Um, it was nil-nil first half um, after 30. And then um, Mayoa, um, new striker we've got, he, uh, he popped up with two. Um, Charlie pulled off a... Our new goalkeeper pulled off a really good save. Um, and yeah, we went down the other end and um, made it too. So yeah, it was a it was a good game. The first game. Is that your sixth goalkeeper this season? No, mate. What happened to the other guy that you poached off of someone? I never poached anyone. Clubs approach <laughs> us. Um, and then second game we uh, we'll get on to that in one. a minute, Gibbs. We'll get on to that oh, in a minute. Eh? Oh, sorry, 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 buddy. Let, sorry. Let the natural order commence. Um, Barnhurst losing 3-1 to Oddfellows in that first game. Uh, I actually see I see Steve on Thursday night up at goals. And um, at the time, they already had eight players. Because um, of the five-a-side, they'd had another two or three players go down with injuries, one with an Achilles, I think. And um, it was very touch-and-go. So I'd imagine that might, they might have only had bare 11 or 12 players out. Yeah, I did them in a friendly. Me and, and Adam and Jim Kenny did them in a friendly against um, the... Uh, what's that bloody pub called in Crayford that's got the really good vets team? The One Bell. We did them in a in a friendly against them, and the the bobble the bobbles and and uh, holes at Meridian put put three or four of their players down on Tuesday night. They all hobbled off, and uh, yeah, so Barnhurst in big trouble uh, with anyone play the for the One Bell? Anyone good? No, not uh, well. Loads of good. They've got lots of good players, but none of the big names that we've all we all thought we were gonna. We we're going to see Jimmy Bullard. I don't think he's involved with them anymore. I could be talking out, talking rubbish, but um, no, I mean, they were a really good side. Barnhurst beat them 2 1, but um, yeah, lots of injuries and probably more negatives coming out of the game than the 2 1 win. Uh, yeah. into the second, the second uh, double banker jam beat Junior Reds 4 1. Uh, Alberton Rovers beat Borden Sports 1 0. Good win for the, the Alberton boys. It's not really been. Um, a fantastic season for them so far this year. I'm um, surprised they didn't try and get the game abandoned when they was losing. Uh, Spring Hill United won, Peckham Rye won. What happened in that game, Gibbs? Too much, too many minutes in, in the end for you? No, nah, if I'm honest, it was just um, we went one nil up again in the second half. Um, it, through both halves, so we had chances, and then um, it was just a mistaken back pass. Um, they countered um, two on one, and then it just kind of squared it. You know, like one of those goals from um, FIFA or Pez that you hate playing against when someone gets you two on one, squares it for the other person for a tapping. But um, they kind of they they counted well and they they did have some chances themselves. Um, I think it's Pat Ward 
he scored the goal and he um he did have another one that was offside but um it was it was a, it was a close game but in the second game but we had the chances to put them to bed to be honest we hit the inside of the post um as well and uh, uh we could have had a penalty in the last minute as well ref just didn't give it to be honest you always want penalties though don't you I don't always want every penalties. Time I ref you, every time I've refed you, you tell me. Oh, oh mate, that, the pens that you've never given us, though, are just because I'm on the show. If I, if I wasn't on the show, we'd have had the pens. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> yeah. not. Mate, Absolutely. one of our players got shot in the penalty area and it weren't a penalty. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the other one got kicked in the face, had 15 stitches in his forehead and we never got a penalty. <laughs> right, into the senior division. Uh, some of the results we haven't had. Um, we haven't had in yet, so we're just going to skip those ones. FC Royals 2 all against last season's uh, senior, uh, their senior rivals, uh, Duchess of Kent 2 all in that one. Uh, Sporting Club Thamesmead drawing 4 all with Northern Eagles. I bet that was a good game. Uh, Ronnie from Sporting Club 90 telling me he scored. He was very happy with the goal. Uh, they, I think they, that made it 4 all. so... It was a late one as well. So, well done to Northern Eagles. They're always a tough side, though, Northern Eagles. Yeah, they weren't, I don't think they were very happy with the pitch uh, yesterday at Meridian. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, Woolwich 90 losing 4-1 to Rising Talents. Uh, to Kent losing 3-1 in, in one of the two games against FC Royals. That's more like it, really, for Royals, isn't it? Yeah, they're, I mean... It's tough, and it is. People think that good teams just go straight back into full flow, but um, with the along with the pitches and along with uh, the ring rust that everyone's got, it's going to be tough. So we're going to see some some different results in the first month, I imagine, and we'll see. Plus, double, double bankers do put a bit of pressure on as well because you've only got that 30, 30 minute halves, and once the first half's over, you think you've got to chuck everything at them because you want the points. You know, it does make it does make life a lot harder. Oh, I did one. I did my one yesterday, and I felt I felt after when half time came, it was strange because you know you're not you're not feeling the same at half time. When the full time, uh, when when the hour came, you felt like you were just about warmed warmed up into it, and then you stop again for fifteen minutes, and then you go again. The, the last the last sort of quarter of of thirty minutes was the toughest yesterday, um, but the rest of it was it, it felt very strange, but. Um, it is what it is, as I said. Uh, Falconwood losing one nil to Burridge Blues in one of their uh, double bank games. I, th- I think that might be wrong, you know, um, because I did message one of the Burridge guys last night and I said, "Oh, you had a good result today," and he said, "No, we lost." So I'm not sure if that's gone on full time wrong because Westford did put a, a tweet out today that's or yesterday saying that some of the results on full time have gone on wrong. So just um, getting contact type thing. So I'm not sure that that's actually right. It was confusing with teams not understanding whether they were the home team or the away team with the reporting of results. But yeah, uh, I'm sure it will get itself sorted. And if we make any mistakes tonight, don't shoot us. We're going by FA full-time. The official source of all information used by the Silk Grassroots Podcast Network. Uh, Bulltarks drawing one all with Mildeen. That's a good result for Mildeen against the Bulltarks. Um, hopefully that's the right result. Uh, Blackheath losing 4-1 to Meridian Sports. Division 1 title rivals there. Blackheath tasting defeat in the league, I think, for the first time yeah, uh, this it was season. First, first defeat of the season. Against a really good Meridian side. I've seen them twice now and I really, really think they're a decent side. Um, that'll be a good title run now. Uh, Crayford, Crayford Athletic losing 3-1 to Bolden Sports. A surprise result uh, given league table positions. 
Um, but I saw Borden Sports last weekend and they are a decent side. I was surprised to see. Uh, they were a decent side, should I say. So I was surprised to see where they are in the table. Uh, Wellingtown beating Crayford Lions, uh, Footscray Lions 1-0. Mottenham Park Rangers losing one of their double bankers to, um, to Crayford Arrows 4-1. Uh, Borden Sports Westford losing 6-2 to Crayford in the reverse of their double banker. Uh, Crayford Arrows lose, uh, beating Mottenham Park Rangers 5-2. Not a good day for Mottenham Park Rangers yesterday, uh, letting in uh, nine, only scoring three. Not looking good for the boys. It's been a bit of a topsy-turvy couple of years for Mottenham Park Rangers coming down from the senior and they're struggling again this year. Hopefully they can get it back together. Uh, in the second of their double bankers, Meridian beat Blackheath 3-1. Massive scalp for Meridian this weekend in that title race. And Mildeen getting another draw against Baltarks. Um, that's a decent result for Mildeen for me, Gibbs. Yeah, same as well, to be honest. Baltarks have uh, had some really good results this year. I'm um, so of Mildeen, so to be honest. I bet it was a, a proper physical game. I bet it was kind of old school against new school. I bet it was physical um, on Mildeen's part. And then... Uh, Probably the pretty football maybe came from Bulltarks and they probably end up cancelling each other out. I'd say you're about right there, Gibbs. Uh, Wellingtown nil, Footscray Lions <laughs> nil. <laughs> I'd say you're about right. <laughs> <laughs> Kingfisher, Kingfisher losing 2 1 against Petswood Senior Vultures. Uh, Beer Young Stars 3, SE Athletic Maroon 1. Hard to judge uh, Beer Young Stars because they've not played many games in the league, so their league position was a bit deceiving, um, but obviously... Yeah, uh, they was on pitch one yesterday at Long Lane, actually, against Maroon. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I see Maroon are southeast athletic, isn't they? So they'll get the, they'll get a nice pitch. Um, yeah, so that's, that's a good result for B Young Stars. Um, yeah, it is, considering, um, like you say, they've not played a lot of games. And Maroon, before the lockdown, were kind of flying, weren't they, really? Yeah, they um, were. So, so it, is a, it is a good result. Uh, Granite continued their good run in Division 2, beating Elton Town 3-1. Uh, Red, resurgent uh, Red Velvet looking a bit on, 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 ominous ominous now ominous. <laughs> with a 3-0 win against the Eagles who continue to struggle this season. Now I think Red got... Velvet have made a couple of signings. Yeah. So, um, I think they're, they're looking strong now maybe for that. They league. make lovely cakes, do Red Velvet. <laughs> Got their own but I'm cake. partial to a little bit myself, Roderick Custard, you know what I mean? Yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, Forza losing 2-1 to New Cross Rovers. They're looking sharky. They've, they've, they've probably made a couple of big signings themselves now. Yeah, they know their way around the league, that Michael, I tell you. And, and, that, Granite, and that Charlie Packets, he knows his way around. <laughs> Granite getting a win, two wins against Eltham Town on Sunday with a 1-0 win. Uh, Red Velvet seeing Orbiton Eagles off with a 2-0 win too. So that's five conceded over the two games for Alberton Eagles. And um, they've not conceded in either. And Alberton Eagles normally do score, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, they're really good going forward. Um, don't know what's going on there, but since they've shaken off the reserve tag, it's not gone right from at all. Um, oh, no, I think Arthur was more concerned about the rubbish that was left at the side of the pitch. <laughs> well, he, he won't say it was the players that were on it that were rubbish as well, <laughs> mightn't he? To be fair... <laughs> There was a tweet on Twitter about Red Velvet leaving all their rubbish at the side of the pitch, but then there was an handbag there as well. And you think, well, what geezer showing up with an handbag and left it at the side of the pitch with all the rubbish, you know? Yeah. 
Clean up after yourselves anyway. Whoever listened to this, clean up after yourself. Uh, AFC Kingfisher 6, Petswood Vultures 1 in that reverse fixture and B Young Stars beating South East Maroon 1-0 in the second game of their double banker. Uh, into Division 3, Abbey Mead 1, Junior Reds, Seniors 1, Alpington Athletic 1, South Ballers 1. Uh, Rustlers 0, Eltham Lions 2. Good win for the Eltham Lions boys. Uh, Springer Reserves, Neil Welling Park Spartans, free. Welling Park Spartans just turning it up now since we've restarted. Uh, I fancy them to have a big say in the um, in the title oh, race. Yeah, massively. Good side. Uh, Willage Royals, free. Baldwin Sports Reserves, three. That was the second game, I believe, of, of that two. Uh, Luke Berwick not scoring in that one, which is a massive surprise. Uh, but he did score in this one. Baldwin Sports Reserves, four. Woolwich Royals nil. Massive result. Another three to fucker, didn't he? Yeah, so he still scored over two games. He still scored more than a goal a game. Um, Honestly, he's having a good time of it at the moment. Peckham Rye bound next season, we hear uh, on the rumour mill. (laughs) Potential. I'll get in his DMs. Uh, Eltham Lions two, Rustlers nil. Uh, Two big wins for Eltham Lions against Rustlers. And Junior Reds nil, Abbey Mead nil. Core one one and nil nil in a in a double banker. Uh, not much. They draw much. a fair few games, don't they, Abbey Mead? They like the draw. Yeah. Um, South Ball is losing one nil to um, Alberton Athletic in the reverse of that one. Welling Park, Welling Park Spartans two, Spring Hill Reserves one. So Welling Park doing the double over Spring Hill Reserves. Um, in Division Four, Cell beating the Peoples two one. And drawing nil-nil against the boys. The Peoples probably should start playing some tougher opposition in their charity games so they can they can take that <laughs> take that into their uh, league form, shouldn't they? Brown, boy, put them claws away, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bexley Athletic, nil, Borden Sports B, five. Good win for Borden Sports B. I think that was on the pitch next to me uh, yesterday and I saw a bit of a goalkeeper blunder by the Bexley Athletic keeper. Uh, during a stoppage in play, obviously, of, of my game. Um, Bexley Hawks 2, Junior Reds Sports 1. Well done to Fair Bexley play Hawks. To the Hawks. I like the Hawks. Uh, Footscray, Lions, White, Neil, Mottingham Forest 3. Good win for Mottingham Forest. Not too many of those so far this season, so that's a good one. Shooters Hill Spartans beating Bexley E 3-2. Um, and 2-0 in the reverse fixture. Um, good two wins for Shooters Hill. Looking a bit more like the team people expected them to be at the beginning of the season. Uh, Bexley Hawks getting a double over Junior Reds in their double banker with a 2-0 win in their second game. Uh, Mottingham Forest losing 3-0 to Footscray Lions White in their second game. Um, New Elton Wanderers, it doesn't get any better for them. They lost 4-0 to Barker. <laughs> And Eltham FC uh, back from uh, they lost last week, didn't they? Eltham was it their first loss? That was last their, week. That was yeah, it was. I think yeah. They, they come out of a storming win yesterday, didn't they? They battered your favourite team, Chimera, eleven-one. Fuck Chimera! Well done, Eltham. <laughs> Barker beating New Eltham Wanderers two-nil. At the double. They Barker's at the double exactly. Um, AFC Beckenham against Advent Mighty Royals was abandoned. Um, yeah, do we know anything about this? No, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to click. It won't. We won't get any details. I hope it wasn't a terrible injury. It was just. Well, I hope it was 
you, you hope it's a I fight. I hope it wasn't an injury. I hope it was a fight. Is that what you said? <laughs> well, I'm hoping I'm hoping someone didn't get terribly injured for it to be abandoned and it and it was a fight and the and the ref's done the right thing and abandoned the game. Uh, we'll find out about what happened to that. Uh, Beacons beating South London Athletic. 1-0. Beacons, the light's coming on. It's flickering. It's flickering. Them, them Duracells are charging up slowly. Yeah. They, <laughs> they found the charging point and they plugged themselves in overnight. Beep, 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 beep. Old Fortranians nil. Red Star Northfield 2. The Red Star Northfield boys. The Sharks of Division 5 keep going. Peck and my reserves losing 2-0 to Bexley Wanderers. Um, and in one of the games uh, against Beckenham and Advent Mighty Royals, it reached an end at 2-0. I'm guessing the first game wasn't abandoned and the second game got played. So, 2-0. Um, How do you do it, Holmes? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, just, I've been doing this for so long now. I've just got this sixth sense about things. Uh, Bexley won 1-0 <laughs> one all, one all against Peck and my reserves. Not a good day for the for the reserves, Gibbs. Mommy, it wasn't, to be honest. Um, I think the game, they drew one all. From what I've been told, that they they missed a few chances themselves, the reserves, and then um, it was kind of a, a late penalty um, for Beckingham. That, sorry for Bexley, and uh, that got on the draw. And then in the second game, I think uh, they just just took over. I think they just uh, obviously got the win, and uh, the the reserves didn't take any chances. Red Star Northfield winning their second game six three against Old Fortronians. Uh, Red Star looking really good for uh, title title hopes this season. Uh, I think they, when they when they play Elton, is that a double banker? I don't know. I mean, are they, are they playing soon? Are they in the fixtures? Um, I don't it'll know, a, mate. It'll be a big game. We'll see in a minute, Gibbs. But um, yeah. I know it's not a game in a week, so it's not this week. So I did but look out for it. Beacons getting the second win uh, yesterday against South East Athletic, uh, South London Athletic. Uh, to one, so beaks beacons. It's you. It's a, turning into a lighthouse. The, the strength of that light now at the beacons. That's what we like. Mate, that's a bit. That's a bit strong. We we'll go fifty watt light bulb. I would go lighthouse. So. <laughs> uh, Highfield Rovers getting a win one 0 against Jamari yesterday. Um, go on, Ronnie's boys. Their coach Tristan texted me yesterday afternoon. Was very pleased with the performance the boys put in. Uh, they got the second win in that yesterday too. So that's a double over Jamari reserves. Uh, very happy day for those of you amongst the co-hosts of this show that haven't got much time for Jamera. Jamera, who, what? <laughs> Bexley Village Vets three, Our Lady Seniors three. Uh, in the two games, Draper and Las Cabras played yesterday. Draper close won one nil both games. Happy for Joe. That title, that is a title. They are involved in that title race now, Gibbs. Hundred percent. You know, Joe. Joe is doing well. Just keeping his cards close to his chest, just going about his business, but he's doing really well. Did not see that this time last year for them. So that what a turnaround for Draper Close. Uh, good, good luck, boys. Uh, SE Spitfires um, losing three-one to Kingfisher Reserves. I think that was the second game. Uh, the People's Reserves getting beaten four-one by Lewisham Athletic. Uh, one of our results of the week. This one, Spitfires four, the King Sharks three. Come on, the Spitfires. That's a great result. The fucking kicking ass. Muted, muted celebrations by uh, Sporting Club Thamesmead yesterday. But um, well, you've got to say congrats to them no, as well. Have. That's a good win. You have. And I That's think a... their, their manager, Stephen, has just become a dad as well. So congrats to him as well. Congrats, Stephen. 
congratulations. Welcome to the welcome to the club. Uh, he'll be calling his child. He's be calling his child Spitfire. I imagine. I'm not sure. Our Lady Seniors losing three two to Bexley Village Vets in one of their games. Uh, Rose of the Rose and Crown getting beaten five one by Eltham Lions reserves and drawing one all in the reverse of that one. Uh, Sporting Greenwich nil nil against Avery Avery Hill Athletic and the Catholic. Do you know? Club. Sorry, just, just a little shout out here. Do you know last week Sporting Greenwich played the the pub Skians that sponsors them and us here. Yeah? And the pub team that's never played together before, just been put together for the game, actually beat Sporting Greenwich 3-2. Okay. <laughs> what is, I mean, what do you want me to say? Are you digging them <laughs> out? Are you digging out Sporting Greenwich? Greenwich need to give their head a wobble and realise what they're doing. Well, they're giving people a place to play football in an, in an inclusive and non-judgmental way. And I think that's fantastic. But yeah, they probably should be beating... All right, take his bollocks out of your mouth, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> having a good uh, old slurp on that lengthy, is it? <laughs> Catholic Club 3, Bring Hill United, old boys, nil. Uh, Sid Cup losing 4-0 to Villacourt in one of their Great games. result for Villacourt, to be fair. Good result for Villacourt. Much improved this season in the best division, uh, the Silk Grassroots Podcast Network Division 7. The second best division. Greenwich, Greenwich <laughs> Hot Shots getting a win against the Bosco. Come on the shots. And Intercross winning 2-1 against Lesser FXI after one of the games was postponed yesterday. Um, presumably because of snow, the pitch froze in the second game. Uh, who knows? Avery Hill getting a 5-0 win against Sporting Greenwich in one of their double bankers yesterday. Greenwich Hot Shots making it a double uh, yesterday over the Bosco, probably making them the best team in Greenwich yesterday. Um, and Spring Hill old boys one. Uh, Neil. Shots fired there, Nemo. The Catholic club looking very strong in Division 7. Uh, they may have already sewn up the title, who knows. Uh, Villacourt getting a 3-0 win against Sidcup. Under the radar going through in the London Sunday Challenge Cup, this time against Kazilamak. Kiz- uh, well done to uh, Manny and the boys. I'm not sure where the round the next round takes them, but I think don't they play Elmstead or something like that, Jamie? Was that was that it? I couldn't tell you to be honest. Okay, thank you, Jamie, for <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, Denson Albion losing three one to Celeste, who are a very good team uh, from the Leatherhead and District. Thank you, Gibbs, for your time. No drama, G. <laughs> uh, into the Alberton and Bromley, and the results yesterday. Uh, Farnborough Old Boys with a uh, 1-0 loss to Kamazi. Uh, Kenningwell and Hatcham drawing 2-all. Lullingston losing 3-2 to Bickley. And Portland losing 2-0 to Rockers Seniors. Uh, Did we expect a bit more from Hatcham after a a big couple of results uh, last week, Jamie? I think so, yeah. I don't know (sighs) what the situation was player-wise. If it was any different to the previous week's heroics. But, I mean, a draw two points against Kenny Well in two games isn't terrible obviously but if they were looking like they were going to be amongst the, the teams at the top then I think they had to get at least four points there possibly six but they're still unbeaten in the last four then if you take that into account so but depending on how you look at it but they're definitely a team that people will not want to face at the moment Any surprise results there? Bickley getting a really good win against Lullingston I think we gave them 
uh, one of our uh, results of the week based on that. Bickley winning both of those games is a big surprise for me, to be fair. All the other games, it was a win apiece uh, or draws uh, and double bankers. And then obviously we'll come to the big result in the big game uh, in a little bit. <laughs> uh, Kamazi uh, losing 1-0 against Farnborough. So the spoils shared amongst those two. Bickley 3-1 against Lullingston in the repeat of their double banker. Uh, and Hatcham won, Kenningwell won, uh, as Jamie was alluding to. The big game of the day in the senior was Las, uh, Lambeth All-Stars playing Essie Dons. Essie Dons taking a 2-0 win. Fantastic result for the boys. That's excellent for them. Fair play to them after disappointing results against Hatcham. Um, the way that they've gone and, and turned Lambeth over there is hats off to them. I mean, they get a lot of criticism, of course, but at the end of the day, they're a very, very good football team and they've shown that once again. Yeah, Windsor not happy with how his players turned up, the attitude of the players, said they turned up big time and got and got rolled over. So uh, he won't be happy. They play each other again on Wednesday, I think down at Sporting Club Thamesmead. Uh, I'm sure now uh, spectators are allowed. It'll be busy mm. down there. And yeah, uh, Sporting Club Thamesmead will get the bar open. Uh, for people to be able to drink outside, of course. Uh, Rocker Seniors losing 1-0 to Portland in that return game. Uh, into the Prem Division, Blendon 2, Metrogas 0. Uh, Blendon putting some results together now. Resurgent Blendon. Um, Farnborough Old Boys Reserves turning around, uh, getting back to winning ways, should I say, after a loss to Blendon last week, beating Hatch and Vista 3-0. LSE Giants 2, Elmstead 3. Always a tight game with those two. Um, evidently, Elmstead coming back from behind in that game to win it. So, well done mm. to Elmstead. Uh, Blendon getting a double over Metrogas um, yesterday with another 2-0 win. Uh, the Wall 3 against Basement Boys in the Prem Division now. Craven Park, uh, big win for the Wall. Hacienda 2, Beckenham Rovers 0. Uh, Beckenham Rovers haven't got started since the restart at all, Jamie, have they? No, um, they'll be really disappointed. They were, I think, I'm not sure if they're still top now, but they were sitting top at one point. So, yeah, they'll be very disappointed that they're, they're not continuing the form um, from before lockdown. But it just shows you the difference that that layoff can make to some teams. Absolutely. Um, Club Langley 2, Chislurst 1. Sporting Club Thamesmead back to winning ways. Their first game since the restart, beating Croydon Town 3-1. Uh, Hacienda beat um, beat Beckenham Rovers 3-1 in their return game. Uh, on to the Mariners, losing 2-0 this, on this order um, against Lesser Albion, but you beat them in, in the first game, Jamie. That is correct, yes. How did it go yesterday? Um, it seemed to be whatever team was hitting down the slope had the advantage yeah. on that pitch. Um Again, so we, we, superb analysis by our, by our pundits <laughs> on the Silk Grassroots podcast. Listen, well, the gradient's important, right? So, <laughs> um, so we were, we were first half, we started really sharp, um, got the goal just through pressure, forced an error. We're sitting pretty comfortable at 1 0, hit the post um, just before the, the, the half time break. And then, second half, shooting up the hill, Lisa didn't really offer much, to be honest. And then, <laughs> we had a Kieran Dyer Lee Boyer moment where I think one of their boys didn't pass the other one the ball and he's absolutely chinned them 
Yeah, so he's he saw red for that. Uh, and against the 10 men, we kind of just saw it out and we got the second goal, which made it comfortable for us. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, deserved three points in the first game. But the, the double bankers, they can either be brutal or brilliant. Um, they came out second game. They were shooting down the hill and they were just putting us under pressure. Uh, they had a big lad, some big six foot eight, 37 inch vertical leap boy, just throwing balls into the box and he got his head on a couple of them or, or flick ons and stuff. He just caused havoc, really. Um, so they scored for two crosses into the box, which was disappointing. Uh, they probably should have had a third to get disallowed, which I thought was quite soft, if I'm honest. Um, but we were we were pretty poor the, the first period of that second game. Uh, second half of that, we, we were back on top, I thought. We made some good chances, just couldn't put any, anything away. They offered a little threat on the break, but neither keeper was really stretched across the two games. So I think given how it went, I think, both teams probably deserved three points each, to be fair. Um, but, yeah, we, we, I think we, if we took the chances in that last period of the second game, I think we, we could have got at least a, another point, but it is what it is. Would you have taken the, the three points out of the two games at the beginning of the day? Yeah, probably, given that they, they'd been going pretty well and we are obviously were lingering near the bottom and needed some points. So we were hope, aiming for six we would have took four or three which we got and then I think two or less would have been a pretty poor day for us so we'll take the three and we'll move on Nice one uh, into one of the double games uh, <clears throat> for the title chasers yesterday uh, tonight's guest Sydney Sports uh, beating Royal Southwark 2-0 in one of those games uh, Southwark Town beating uh, DC Football 2-0 uh, Thameside Albion uh, beating X-Blues Hurricanes 5-2. Uh, not a good restart for the uh, Hurricanes. West Wickham 5, Broccoli 1. Uh, looking rather ominous, the West Wickham boys. Uh, they beat them again in the return fixture uh, 3-0 yesterday. DC Football getting a surprise first win of the season against Southwark Town 1-0. Um, not good for sure. Leeds boys. I'm sure Liam said if he doesn't get six points, he's getting sacked. <laughs> maybe, maybe, that, maybe that tweet's been deleted, but um, that is a surprise. Um, DC have got a couple of good players, we'll say that. Um, they've been getting close to a result. So it just shows you in these double bankers, anything's possible. When people make changes for the second game or maybe save some players back for the first, from the first game for the second game, it's, it really brings in a different kind of tactical um, puzzle, I, I suppose. So yeah. fair play to them. Got points on the board, which they'll be delighted with. Uh, Thameside Albion getting the two wins against X Blues Hurricanes yesterday with a 2 0 win. Uh, Mariners 2 lesser nil, as we just mentioned. Sydney Sports losing against Royal Southwark in uh, their, one of their games yesterday. Uh, we'll speak to Duncan later in the show about those games. Um, I know it was full of praise for um, Royal Southwark yesterday. Uh, put, so put themselves in amongst it now, Royal Southwark, fair play. Yeah, I think with games in hand, them and West Wickham would actually go above um, Sydenham. And I think they've played they've played each other twice now, so they, they can avoid each other. So it's all on, on the other games left, which is massive, really good. Uh, Phoenix Sports 3, uh, beating House did 2-1. Itali- Italia Westfields losing 3-0 to Crayford Arrows. And House did uh, making it a losing day uh, yesterday. Uh, with a 2-0 loss to Phoenix Sports 3 in the second of their double bankers. Hayden Youth 3, New Beckenham 0. 
Um, Hayden Youth been going really good this season, but that's a bit of a surprise result for me. That's a bit that's a bit wider than I expected it to be. They won the other one two 0 as well, so five 0 overall. That that for me is the result of the weekend. Yeah. For anyone who pays attention to the the lower regions of the OBDSFL, that is a massive result. New Beckenham, free scoring, winning pretty comfortably most weeks. Yep. Um, for Hayden to to put five past them in a reply, that's that's pretty exceptional. So fair play to Hayden for that. Yeah. Well done, Hayden. I think we did put at least one of those results into our games of the week yesterday. After yeah, they missed but- out. They missed out the week before, I think, on just a notable mention. So, well done, boys. Fantastic couple of results. Kingsdale nil, Manorwood nil. Uh, Great game. <laughs> brilliant game. Crayford Arrows two, Italia Westfields one. Westfields only taking one point from those games yesterday. Ellis Athletic beating Elmstead Hawks 2-0 in Division 4. And Hatch and Beckenham Manor beating Crayway 2-0. Uh, back to winning ways, uh, so far for Hatcham after losing to uh, who did they lose to last week? Forget now. I can't even remember. Uh, they lost last week anyway. It might have been Hayden Reserves. I can't remember. Oh, I think it was Hayden Reserves. Yeah, yeah. Hayden Reserves win again then against uh, FC United of Bromley 3 1. In the game I was on yesterday, Ministry of Ball, they beat Broccoli Reserves 3 1 in both games yesterday. I had a bit of a joke on social media about me getting changed onto this game after um, a referee pulled out. I think the one's demoted, mate. Yeah, I was demoted, but <laughs> it didn't feel like it, actually. Once we got there yesterday and two good teams and everything was brilliant. They both got the, the team sheets and the match balls and all that stuff was in nice and early and the attitude of the players was great. Great banter between the boys uh, during the game. Uh, Ministry of Ball. Uh, um, the better side, the results um, were fair. And they, they had some really good forwards, uh, some some solid defenders as well, to be honest. Um, they even felt comfortable enough halfway through the second game to bring their keeper out. And I think they played him at, at right midfield. And their, and their really good striker who finished their first goal uh, in the first game went in goal. I mean, he was probably the smallest guy uh, in their team, but he went in goal. So a fantastic game. Really enjoyed it. Um, despite the pitches at uh, Mottingham playing fields, the boys did their best. Um, thank you very much to uh, Henry from Broccoli uh, and the guys from Ministry of Ball. A fantastic game. Two two games, two uh, three yellow cards, both all in the second game. Just I think tiredness and um, and uh, got the better of them, um, but all just fouls. So yeah, thanks a lot, boys. I was really pleased to see two new teams I haven't seen before. Um, in Division Four, the other results were Petswood Ravens four, Lesser Christchurch two. Uh, the Warren 2, Croydon Town Reserves 0. Uh, the reverse of that game, the Warren getting a second win. So well done, boys. And Lesser Christchurch getting a draw in their second game against Petswood Ravens. Uh, Crayway 3, Hatcham Beckenham Manor 1. Um, up, sure and down, up and down season for Hatcham. Hatch, uh, up and down restart, should I say, for Hatcham Beckenham Manor off such a, a dominant start. Uh, it's been a bit hit and miss. Since the restart, uh, Crayway getting their first win of the season in the league, I believe. Yeah, yeah again, this I was a bit surprised by that result, but yeah, because it just shows you these double bankers, man. They can be an absolute fucking pothole for <laughs> a really good team. So well done, Crayway, getting that first one. Well done, boys. Uh, we've been waiting for that one for a long time. So uh, well done. Uh, Elmstead Hawks losing 3 0 to Ellis. 
in their a reverse fixture and Hayden Reserves getting a win against United of Brom, FC United of Bromley 3-0. Uh, Division 5, South, La- South London Spartans losing to Crayford Arrows Reserves 2-1 uh, in both games, funny enough. So two wins to the Crayford Arrows boys. AFC Wilgar uh, t- title um, hopes took a bit of a knock against Sporting uh, Tudor Sports Reser- uh, Rangers. I had a nightmare there. 2-1 win for uh, Tudor Sports Rangers. Alberton Colts beating the beating Benhurst. Come on, the Colts, just as I said, um, would happen. The only team I want to beat Benhurst. Uh, and Phoenix Sports 5, drawing one all with Inter Milne. Kingsdale Reserves losing 3-0 to Hawksbrook Wanderers. I think Hawksbrook got a, a decent little shout-out, a notable mention yesterday for their result. Yeah. Uh, Colts doing the double over Benhurst, as by... Full time. Someone was sending me some results from the Benhurst game yesterday, so I don't know if that's one of the ones that's gone in wrong. But I think some. No, Ben. I think Benhurst said on Twitter they lost both games one 0 So okay, so the Colts double double Colts yesterday. Uh, FC Peak getting a two 0 win against Hayes Old Boys. Uh, Inter Milne drawing nil nil with Phoenix Sports Five, and Tudor Sports Rangers drawing nil nil with AFC Wilgar. Wilgar not being able to capitalise. Um, yesterday on getting those six points in the title chase. Uh, and it's a massive step. If you get six points in one day, it's a big, it's a massive thing. So we'll go be disappointed yesterday. Uh, Tudor Sports Rangers having a better season than they did uh, last year. Uh, Kingsdale Reserves losing 1-0 to Hawksbrook. So a good day for Hawksbrook all in. So back to the quarter municipal and the fixtures for Sunday the 18th, I believe, of April. And I'm not going to be saying that all through this because I know the boys love to give me stick about the dates. So, some big games this week in the quarter Municipal. 15 matches in total. Uh, yeah, all, league, all league games this week, Roger. No cups. No, no cups this week. <laughs> so, start in the Prem Division, the Michael Donovan Prem Division. Quirden... Welcome back to the Ironsides. Both teams looking to bounce back from losses this weekend. Um, Quirden, welcome back to see. So they haven't got that away trip to do. Um, yeah. That's some that's some game. Uh, yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing the results of that one. What's the analysis on that? Um, I think it's going to be a close game. Both sides are sort of looking to be the best of the rest in the Prem. Um, I think Croydon should have just enough to edge the game, but Battersea won't make it easy for them, that's for sure. It'll be, it'll be a good game. Uh, <clears throat> Croydon JFC, banging form, play Palace, uh, Palace Saint-Germain, who won their game on the weekend, and Sandersted play Bosjam. Two teams in a bit of a sticky situation form-wise. Um, yeah. Sandersted with a big loss on the first opening day of the restart. And, didn't play their game this weekend. Played a friendly against you guys instead, I believe, Roger. We did, did yeah. It was yeah, good game. Um, both teams had had a few trialists out, um, but my lot came away three-one winners. Uh, I think it was a deserved yeah three-one. I think it was a deserved result for us. Um, but yeah, Sander said need to get back to some form and quickly. Otherwise, they're going to get dragged right into that relegation scrap. It looked, it looked like it was going to be a good a good season for Sarnasi. It looked like, I mean, maybe not putting it amongst um, Saha and Spartans, but it looked like they were certainly going to be best of the rest. Out of D- yeah, it did. 
it did. Um, and then for, for whatever reason, they've sort of come unstuck. Um, I think Russ has been without a few centre-backs of late. Um, he was saying that in the friendly on Sunday. Um, but still, um, yeah, it's not looking good for that at the moment. Um, and they, yeah, they, they need to find some form and they need to find it quickly. Um, Sunday may be a good time for it. Uh, Bosch Jammer, another side who are struggling at yeah. the moment. Um, so, yeah, maybe a good time to play Bosch Jam for Sanderson at the moment. So, our first game of the week comes in probably the two best teams in the quarter municipal um, yeah. at the moment. Spartans, welcome Saha. Uh, what was your thoughts yeah. on this one, mate? It's going to be an absolute cracker. Um, both teams have to win. Um, um, that goes without saying. Um, I think Saha, I, I mean, putting loyalties to one side I just think they're going to have too much about them um, they've got too much quality all over the pitch um, I think it will be close um, but I just think Saha are going to have um, enough to, to run out I'm going to say 4-2 winners 4-2 to Saha um, yep. I'm going to go 2-1 Saha I think it will be closer than that um, but I think Saha are, are clearly um uh, they're going to be strong and um, I, don't, I don't know um, if Spartans will have quite enough. Um, but yeah, I'll go for 2-1 two, two, to to Saha. Uh, good luck to both teams there. It'll be a fantastic spectacle. Uh, now, yeah. you can go, now you can go and watch games uh, if you haven't got one in that area. Uh, that would be a, yeah. superb, a superb morning out. Yeah, I think they've moved into a 12.30 kickoff as well. Um, okay. To allow people to go and, uh, yeah, go and watch it. Good game. Uh, in Division 1, Addiscombe Casuals play Cobbs, and that is our second game of the week. Yeah, um, this division is really, really tight, Andrew. Uh, you could say sort of anyone, any one of sort of four or five teams um, could win it. Yeah. Um, these two are two are stronger teams. Um, it's tough to pick a winner. Um, I'm going to go with... I'm going to sit on the fence in this one. I'm going to say a 2-2 draw, a Desmond. Going for a Desmond yeah. on this one. You could say 2-2, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to back the casuals and I'm going to go 3-2. Bit of a Larry one, that, but I'm going to go 3-2 uh, to the casuals. Yeah. So good luck to all the boys. I've got a bit of breathing space in the predictions, so I can be a bit exotic with my uh, predictions this week. Uh, big, biggest, Probably a, the biggest game in that division this weekend. No disrespect, Rog. Lambeth nope. Lions play Celtic Town. Two, two teams looking like um, they're going to definitely be up yeah. at the end of the season. Lambeth signing players uh, from that were more than capable of playing in the Prem Division in, in this league. And Silsden Town seem to be on a really good run. Uh, yep. Full of confidence after a massive win against Chelsham. Um, what do you reckon on this one, mate? Yeah, another cracking game in store. Um, I think they, they played each other early in the season. I think it was a 2-2 draw. Um I, it's again. It's hard to separate these two. Both got fantastic players. Both got match winners yeah. in the team. <clears throat> um, I'm going to go just because Lambeth Lions are at home. I'm going to go with them to edge the win. I'm going to say four three to Lambeth Lions. Four three Lambeth for yeah. Roger. I'm never going to back against the Selsden boys, uh, and probably unless they're playing against. Spartans or Saha in this, <laughs> in this league. Yeah. So I'm going to go for a 3-2 win for Selsden. Again, 
Yeah. I think they've proven that they can score goals. Maybe they have, yeah, they have. a little bit leakier at the back, perhaps. No disrespect mm-hmm. to the lads. I'm going to go 3 2 to Selsden. Um, un- unapologetically a fan of those boys. So good luck uh, to the Selsden boys on Sunday. Saha 11 played Chelsea Athletic. Uh, Saha 11 raring to go um, yeah. after not getting a, a league game in this weekend. Chelsea Athletic feel like they've got something to prove after the loss to Selsden. How'd you go into this one, Roger? Um, I don't think... I mean, we won the first game uh, 3-2. We edged them out. I don't think we can be complacent. Um, I think... I mean, I'm going to be... I'm always going to back my team. I say if I've got a full, if I've got a good team out, we should win. Um, yeah. But it won't be an easy game. Um, I don't think there's any easy games in this division. Um, but yeah, I think I think we should have enough about us just just to nick the game. Um, this one, um, and it's our first game at the, at the news place as well. So the boys are eager to get in there, eager to show off what they can do. Um, so yeah, it should it should make for a good game. We, we un, again, we unashamedly are biased about wanting Saha eleven to win, but Chelsea have been a good outfit this season the team you you gave big uh, sort of props to at the beginning of the yep. season in our review show um so looking forward to that one uh woodside play Southside blues in the last game of division one uh interesting game that one uh yeah. division two addiscombe casuals play kfc corinthians corinthians sorry play kfc uh kfc getting absolutely tonked this weekend against shirley um Corinthians looking to uh, make that two losses in a row for KFC. Interesting game. Goal coaching uh, lost this weekend again, again, um, and they're all taking on Addiscombe Casuals MMFC. Uh, lots of interesting games in Div 2. Souls yep. play Huxley Guards and South London Royals. Um, not had a fantastic season. They welcome free scoring Shirley to Pearly Way on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh no games of the week from Division 2 this week. Uh, in Division 3, Dynamo Duffers play Woodcote Green. Uh, FC 25 play Surrey Park Rangers. This was our FC 25. Uh, that's, that's changed, doesn't it? That, that yeah, it has, yeah. I'll, yeah I'll still go with that one as a game of the week. Um, two over, sides. That... Over, oh, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. What do you reckon on that one then? Um, yeah, th- another game that will be a close game. To be fair, um, um, twenty FC twenty five have probably had the better season so far. Um, they'll be wanting to sort of, like I said, cement cement sort of second place. So I could see them running out comfortable winnings in this game. I, I could I'm going to go with a three nil, three zip. Yeah, to twenty five this one. Yeah, I'll back you on that one. I, I think I'm going to match you up on that one just as a safety bet. Three uh, nil for FC 25. Uh, Russell from Sandersted was our guest predictor for the Croydon Municipal this week. He went for a 3-1 win to Saha. He went for a 2-all draw between Addiscombe and Cobbs. He went for a 1-0 Lambeth win, Lambeth Lions against uh, Selsden. And FC 25, he has predicted a 4-1 win for them. So thank you, Roger, very much for your predictions and your review of the games into um, Westfa for the fixtures there. Gibbs, have you finished uh, Have you finished Turtle Edding while, while you're listening to us? Mate, I finished ages ago. Are you driving now? 
Yeah, I'm driving. Yeah. Okay. Right, sorry, so, you're on the you're on the hands free. Sorry for the loss of uh, audio quality. <laughs> I imagine Gibbs has got some kind of five side to go to tonight. So, I do indeed, my friend. I do indeed. So, um, into the games and uh, the Forza play Vale County during the week. Uh, this week in the London Cup, fantastic midweek games uh, in, to see that happen in the midweek. Really good. Well done, Forza. A massive game in uh, the Prem. Borden Sports A play Barnhurst. Um, really, that will be a clash of of the old school uh, Titans. So I'm looking forward to to that one. Uh, Oddfellows play Alberton Rovers. Another good game. Two teams. Um, Managed to get wins this weekend and uh, we'll look to continue that uh, into next week. Uh, Junior Reds play Peckham Rye Gibbs. Blaine felt robbed in the last one. What do you think of this one? Um, I know he only had 12 Sunday just gone, but I know that he's going to come out at probably 16 on Sunday. Do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> all probably from like the PSG Youth Academy or something. Do you know what I mean? All worldies and that. But... Um, I'm not going to sit here and... It always bites me in the arse when I sit here and say, yeah, we're going to tank them. Do you know what I mean? I'll be, I'll be happy with 1-0, 2-1. I'll just be happy to get the points, to be honest. So, um, I'll predict to pack them right win, but I'll, I'll, I'm not going to sit here and start saying, yeah, we're going to wallop them. Fair enough. Under the radar, play Jam. Uh, all of these are double bankers by the looks of it, except the under the radar, Barnhurst yeah. Barnhurst play. Our one's not a double banker. Oh, you've played them already, haven't you? So you and UTR yeah. get, get easy weeks this week. The YouTube boys get looked after by the league. Is that how it goes, Gibbs? Definitely not, mate. Definitely not. We had a double banker yesterday. I'm joking. You're behave. so, sen- you're so behave, sensitive. Behave yourself. Behave yourself. Come on. Uh, the game I'm on, uh, Burridge Blues taking on Black Fen. One I'm really looking forward to. Two teams I've got a lot of time for. Uh, Joe and the boys at Black Fen have done a fantastic job to keep that club going. And Burridge Blues are a real good, talented side. So I'm looking forward to that one uh, at Meridian on Sunday. Uh, our first game of the week is FC Royals taking on F- uh, the Rising Talents. Uh, I'll go with my prediction first. In this first game, I'm going to go for Royals 3-1. What do you reckon, Gibbs? Yeah, I'm going to go Royals 2 all. along the same line, but I'm going to go Royals 4-2. 4-2 to Royals. Fair enough. 4-2, uh, yeah. Uh, Northern Eagles play Duchess of Kent. Uh, Woolwich 90 play Sporting Club 90. Battle of the 90s on Sunday. On Sunday. Uh, Crayford Arrows play uh, Wellingtown. Uh, Bulltarks play Borden Sports Westfar. Uh, Bulltarks looking, will be looking for a win. Uh, and the confidence uh, will be up for Borden Sports after a, one of the, well, a good win in one of their games this weekend. Bulltarks will be looking to get back to winning ways. Crayford Athletic play Meridian, which will be a good game. Uh, Mottenham Park Rangers play uh, Footscray Lions. Well in town play Crayford Arrows, as I said. That's a double banker. And Forza play Granite. Uh, Alberton Eagles play B Young Stars. Alberton Eagles will be desperate for that win. Gibbs, wouldn't they? Yeah, they'll want to bounce back. To be honest, I know Lee will probably be racking his brains all week because he'll want to he'll want to put that that lot them that loss from the double banker last week right. 
So I know that they'll be getting all the outcomes, blazing for three points on Sunday. <laughs> uh, resurgent Red Velvet face Phoenix Knights. Uh, SE Athletic Maroon look to get back to winning ways this time against Petswood Seniors. Uh, Kingfisher play New Cross. That looks like a good game. Um, <clears throat> sorry, just waiting for the fixtures. Uh, Granite, Granite play Forza, as I said. Uh, Alberton Athletic play Spring Hill Reserve. Spring Hill Reserves on the back of two losses um, this weekend, looking to get back to winning ways. The Bandits play Rustlers in a double um, header. Uh, Eltham Lions play Woolwich Royals. Woolwich Royals uh, will be disappointed to have lost the way they did against Balden uh, Reserves on the weekend. So Eltham Lions may get the brunt of that. Ballers, the South Ballers play Abbey Mead. Mr. Wheaton, was um, Red Velvet against Phoenix Knights one of our games of the week? No? Yeah, it was. You've put it out of order. You've put. You've not put it in order, though, so I've missed it on our list. Red Velvet. Oh, yeah, because you don't read it. I'm out. I'll put it out. <laughs> Red Velvet against Phoenix Knights. Uh, what do you reckon, Gibbs? Is it looking one way on, on that game on Sunday? Yeah, I'm going to go 3-0 Red Velvet, to be honest. 3-0 to Red Velvet. They're looking... They're looking good as the season comes to uh, its conclusion. I'm going to go for 2-1 to Red Velvet on the first game of that double header, as we said earlier in the show. That's how we're doing I it now. Can't, I can't see Phoenix Knights getting a slight <laughs> point there. No, uh, I'll go 2-1. You think it's going to be a bit wider at 3-0 to yeah. Red Velvet. Fair enough. Uh, where was I? Uh, Borden Sports Reserves against Rustlers. Springer Reserves, Alberton Athletic. Welling Park Spartans play Junior Red Seniors. That should be a real good game. Two teams uh, doing well this season. Uh, Bexley Athletic looking to bounce back uh, against Sell. Danton Albion after their London Cup defeat this weekend. Play Borden Sports B, who won 5-0. That could be an intriguing game. Uh, our next game of the week is Shooters Hill Spartans and Bexley Hawks. This looks like a real good game. Two teams that have started... Uh, Bexley Hawks have got a good win on this weekend. A surprise defeat, I think, in the first week. But two good wins this weekend. Yeah. Shooters Hill Spartans looking their business since the restart. Yeah, it is, to be honest. I I think I'm going to go 2-1 Bexley Hawks. I think it'd be very close, but 2-1 Bexley Hawks. 2-1 Bexley Hawks. I'm going to back the Spartans 2-1. Uh, they want me to send a picture of a boot, of me with a boot on my head to prove that I'm a true Spartan. So um, I'm not I'm not sure I'm going to do it. Um, oh, I'm, I'm going to back the boys. I thought he was asking for a naked selfie then when you, before you finished that. It was asking for a picture. That's <laughs> the, the, the old <laughs> over your junk, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, I'm going to back Shooters Hill 2-1 on that one. So we're split. Um, again, I can be a bit more flamboyant with my guesses given the, the breathing space that I have from you guys so far this season. Uh, Bexley Heath play... Uh, Footscray Lions White, after losing two games on the weekend, Bexley Heath will look to get their title chase on the on the go again. Martin and Forest, resurgent Martin and Forest play the Peoples. Um, and Old Fortronians play Chimera in Division 5. Uh, South London Athletic A against Eltham. That could be a massacre. Advent Mighty Royals play Barker. And the <laughs> and Peckham Rye Reserves play AFC Beckenham uh, first beating in between the clubs Gibbs 
you're going to put me on the spot now, but I don't think it's a double banker. So, yes, I believe they have played earlier on in the season. Okay. But I can't think of the result, if I'm being honest. You need to pay more attention to your reserves, mate, clearly. Oh, you cold. And I think the reserves might have won 2-1 or 2-0. Uh, will the light go out at Beacons this week? They they go to uh, Red Star Northfield. What do you think, mate? Mate, I can only see Red Star Northfield high scoring again, to be honest. I think yeah. they're, um, they're very good for that division that they're in. And their results obviously say that and they're top of the league for a reason, but they score a lot of goals. And yep. um, the way Beacons defend have been a bit up, hit and miss. I can only see a Red Star Northfield heavy win, to be honest. So the Elton games and the Old Fortronian games were double bankers. Uh, New Elton Wanderers play Bexley Wanderers, Battle of the Wanderers uh, in a double banker. Highfield uh, play Las Cabras in Division 6. And our last game of the week, Lewisham Athletic play Draper Close. This looks like a real good game. Draper, absolutely doing the business this season. Top, top team in that division. Uh, Lewisham Athletic looking good too. What do you reckon? Um, as well as Draper have been, I am I'm going to back Lewisham on this one. After okay. a 4-1 win on the weekend, um, I think that Lewisham do have some good players um, to be fair I'm not saying Draper don't but I just think that Lewisham might have a little bit too much room. I'm going to say Lewisham 3-1 3-1 Lewisham I'm going to go 2-0 to Lewisham in the first game yeah I, I agree with you this is a big game for Draper if they win this then that is a massive uh, step forward for them uh, with the title in Division 6 the second best division in uh, Westfar uh, the King of Hearts oh, uh, but I, I, yeah, I agree that Lucian Athletic uh, go into that one favourites. Our ladies, seniors play Tamara reserves. Spitfires uh, look to uh, get another win under their belt this this weekend playing Bexley Village Vets. Um, Falconwood reserves play the People's reserves. Lesser FXI come up against the tough, ominous uh, Catholic club in Division Seven. Uh, Rose and Crown play the Hot Shots. Come on the shots. Uh, Bosco play Spring Hill Old Boys. Sporting Greenwich play Villacourt. Avery Hill play Intercross. Um, Spring Hill Old Boys play the Bosco. Um, Eltham Lions Reserves play Sid Cup. Uh, we have a couple of um, Sunday London FA Sunday Trophy games. Panathinaikos play Spring Hill United. Enfield playing fields as rubbish away day for Spring Hill on Sunday. <laughs> but we wish you boys all the best. Um, I think if they if they win that as well, I think they play um, SC <laughs> Dons in the next round. Okay, so we wish Spring Hill all the best uh, for that one. As we say, uh, we're grassroots fans, but we were unashamedly, unashamedly um, biased when it comes to uh, the, the teams in this league um, and their cup games. So good luck, boys. Uh, and Mildine play Mimetic Galata. I think we've seen that name before um, somewhere. So we wish Mildeen all the best on their away day in the London Cup. So on to um, the Alberton and Bromley fixtures for this coming Sunday. Uh, there's some midweek games this week. Uh, we'll get through them. Uh, we have uh, Hatch and Beckin and Manor playing FC United of Bromley and SE Dons uh, play Lass. Uh, Lambeth All-Stars at Sporting Club Thamesmead on Wednesday. Remember, you can go 
and watch these games now. Uh, you still have to be socially distant, but you might you can get a drink and stand outside and drink it. So that's good, uh, Jamie. Just as a little as a little fun game, what are you going with on that return one for Essie Don's Lambeth? Draw. You're going for a draw on that one. One all draw. One all. That's no good to anyone, really, is it? No, not really. So it keeps it interesting. It does. Um, yeah, I've, I'm going to go for a Lambeth win, and that will open things up massively. I don't think they'll they'll turn up in the same mindset as they did this weekend, admittedly by by their gaffer Winger. So uh, good luck to both teams on that one. Anyway, what a spectacle on, on a midweek. Uh, and a, a, what you get, what else you're going to be doing? So get down to Sporting Club Thamesmead and watch that one. Uh, a London Sunday Junior Cup game on Wednesday. Hatch and Beckham and Manor play Twin Dragons. They do a lovely egg fried rice. Uh, do the, the Twin Dragons? Uh, apparently, I'm so glad you said it because I was thinking about it. Uh, Kamazi play Rocker uh, and Farnborough play. Uh, Lullingston uh, Groundoffers play Bickley uh, and a big game in the senior division on the weekend Kenningwell play uh, Lambeth All-Stars a uh, few double bankers there Jamie mm-hmm. um, what, what games are standing out there for you? Uh, the Kenningwell-Lambeth as it's the game of the week choice isn't it? It is a game of the week Would you, what was your prediction? I think I'm going to go for 2-1 Lambeth in the first game 2-1 to Lambeth. Yeah, I think they'll just edge it. I'm going to go for, for uh, 3-1 to Lambeth in the first game. Um, hopefully we'll get... I think there is actually a little indicator on which is the first game because it got the kickoff time on it. Um, so yeah. we'll go by that on um, for the results. But yeah, I can just see Lambeth just having a bit too much for uh, Kenningwell on Sunday, but um, a real good game. Two good football insides. It'll be an unbelievable game. So... Good luck, lads, down at King's College uh, on that fantastic uh, surface this time of year. It'll be even better. Um, so good luck on that one, lads. Um, Portland play Essie Dons. That's another one of our games of the week. Yeah, I think it had to be in there, given the rivalry. Yeah, there's um, a bit of history there, isn't there? A bit of history in Portland. I think it's the week after I've got the semi-final in the Nationals, so... No better way to warm up than against probably one of your biggest rivals. Yeah, would you reckon on this one? Uh, game one, I think. I think FC Dons take it three two. Three two to the Dons. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go for four one to the Dons. Um, I think they'll come out all guns blazing, knowing that Portland have got that. They'll probably look to take their foot off the pedal, especially if they get. Um, if they get beaten in the first game, they may take their foot off the pedal in the second to try and avoid injuries. Obviously, the mm. prospect of playing a Sunday FA Cup semi-final at St George's Park is going to be massive for the boys there at Portland. Um, do they want to go all out for 120 minutes against Essie Dons and risk risk that game? Uh, it's a big it is a, a big risk at Sunday football. It doesn't really get much bigger than that. So interesting mindset for the Portland boys. Obviously, they're not going to want to lay down and get their bellies tiggled, but um, I know I know what I'd be I know what I'd be doing. So um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Dons for a big with a big win. Um, 
let's go to the Prem Division. Craven Park play LSC Giants. Uh, Hatch and Vista play Elmstead. Metrogas welcome Farnborough Old Boys Reserves. It doesn't get much easier for the Metrogas boys. And the Wall play Blendon. This was our third game of the week. Um, Massive game this in the Prem. Resurgent Blendon. Uh, look in the business again. Um, they need they need a win here, Blendon, don't they? They do. Um, I don't think they're going to get it, though. You're not? So, no, this is a full one. No, it's just a 90-minute one-off game. So, I think it's going to be a 1-1 one, one draw. 12 o'clock kickoff down at Badgers. I think that's uh, Cray Valley on the main pitch by the looks of it. Pitch one. So, fantastic setting for this game. Mm. Uh, I fancy the Blendon boys to do the business. I can see some of the names back on the team sheet for them. Uh, mm. I'm going to go for a 3-1 to Blendon. I think they're going to have too much for the wall. They, The wall haven't seen Blendon, uh, this Blendon uh, yet. Um, so I fancy Blendon to do the job. So good luck to both teams in that Premiership, Premier Division title chase. Uh, it's looking really interesting now. Uh, Blendon seem to be back <clears throat> where we thought they would be. Uh, in Division 1, Club Langley play Hacienda. Um, Sporting Club Thamesmead play Bexley United. Two teams respected by the podcast. So good luck there, boys. Exbridge Hurricanes play Broccoli. Both teams will look to win that one. Mariners play in yeah. form West Wickham. What do you reckon? Um, yeah, big ask. They're obviously going great guns this season. Absolutely flying. Um, but we showed on Sunday that against a team currently sitting second and still are sitting second that we can get results. Yeah. Um, Deserve three points, possibly could have taken more. So we've got nothing to fear. Um, the double banker, if we get a result in that first 60 minutes, then it sets us up well for the second game. Much the same as if we, we don't win in the first game, we've got a, a chance to put it right straight away. So that's probably how we'll approach it. Um, the pressure's on them, given that they're the ones that are pushing for promotion and in good yeah. form. So our boys can just go there, play their game and, yeah, and see how we got on. Is that a double banker? It is. You've got another slope to look forward to then. Yeah, I'm not. I'm injured. I'm not playing this week, so I <laughs> don't care how fucking the what the gradient is this week. Um, let's uh, play Thameside Albion after this weekend's uh, with uh, win and loss. Win and loss for Lesser. Are we looking to make it a double this week against Thameside Albion? Will Southwark play Southwark Town? At Pinners in a finally uh, get the Southwark Derby. Finally get a Southwark Derby. Another slight, um, another slight slope for the boys. Uh, that'll be a fantastic spectacle. Um, good luck to uh, both those teams there. Real good um, people uh, and interact with the podcast a lot. Sydney Sports play DC football tonight's guest. Sydney Sports. Uh, you'll hear um, Duncan's predictions later on in the show. Uh, Jamie, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so top versus bottom. Yeah. Um, but obviously, Sydney, I was in a loss yesterday. Same for DC. So, and obviously, DC getting their first uh, three points on the board. So, they'll be buoyed by that. Um, going into the first game against Sydney, I don't know if DC start games well enough to get a result in that first game. I think yeah. Sydney can quite easily get a couple of early goals, much the same as they can wear wear teams down later on in the game so I'm going to go for 5-0 Sydney in the first game 5-0 Sydney I don't yeah. think it's going to be 5-0 but I will go 3-0 to 
to Sydney. I think if it gets, if they're looking comfortable, I think Duncan will have enough about him to, to they've got the goals now. On the, they don't need to go all guns blazing for goals. They've got that. Already. Don't put ideas in his head. Goal difference is important. <laughs> but I think if they're comfortable, Phil, Phil Gung Ho, uh, Duncan, when you listen, thanks. <laughs> uh, all the double bankers there for Southwark Town. Will Southwark, West Wickham, Greenwich Mariners, Crayford Arrows play Kingsdale in Division Three. Um, Halstead play Hayden Youth. Uh, good Hayden Youth looking really good this season. Mm-hmm. Um, Wood play New Beckenham. Uh, Phoenix Sports Three play SMCA. Uh, Ellis Athletic play Lesser Christchurch. Broccoli Reserves play Croydon Town Reserves. Hatch and Beckenham Manor play Old Foes. Uh, Elmstead Hawks that's a real they'll good be, they'll be absolutely knackered by something <laughs> that'll be their full third game won't it in the in that mm. week they've got two games unless they're getting the hand-me-downs for Hatcham and Hatcham Vista who knows but um, I mean that's a that's a good old derby that one between two between Steve and um, John White so that'll be a yeah. real good uh, battle that one uh, Hayden Youth Reserves play Crayway Ministry of Ball impressive Ministry of Ball play FC United of Bromley looking to capitalise on two good wins on the weekend. Uh, the Mob Boys, um, Petswood Ravens play the Warren. Uh, Wilgar play Hayes Old Boys. Most of these games are double bankers, by the way. I'm just skipping the order. Uh, Wilgar play Hayes Old Boys. Benhurst play Phoenix Sports 5. Inter Milne play Crayford Arrows Reserves. South London Spartans play Kingsdale Reserves. Uh, FC Peak play the Colts. Mike Strong Memorial sponsored FC Peak play the Colts. Come on, the Colts! I have to back the Colts, even though they are uh, playing our charity um, sponsored team. I cannot back against the Colts. Sorry, Phil. Uh, Hayes Old Boys play Will Guy, as already said. And the last page of the fixtures is Auburn Colts against Peak, as I've said. Phoenix Sports Five play Benhurst. And Beckenham Rovers all OBD SFL clash in the London Sunday Junior Cup. Beckenham Rovers looking to restart their season after being bored of winning uh, before lockdown. They haven't managed one, I don't think, just yet um, no. since the restart against. I think they'll get West one Hills. Sunday. I think they'll get one Sunday too. Not been a great start for West Hills, but we respect that club massively. Uh, mm. That's the end of the show. Boys, thank you very much for your time. It seems Gibbs has gone again for uh, a number two. He's left the recording again. Um, guys, good that luck. boy needs to sort his day out. Yeah, I think he, is. <laughs> he doesn't need any more fibre in it, that's for sure. No, definitely uh, not. <laughs> lads, um, all the best uh, with your games on Sunday. Uh, some really good games for you guys against tough, of, tough opposition. I wish you all the best. And see you next week. Cheers. Cheers, Andrew. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. So now for our guests. Um, I gave them the label uh, of the juggernaut. Uh, The juggernaut that is uh, Sydenham Sports, a team that always seems to be um, around all the leagues that I've refereed in. Uh, obviously, everyone knows their nice ground down there uh, in Sydney. Uh, 
they had a fantastic side in the Kent County League uh, when I ref there. Sadly, uh, it's folded, but today we're welcomed. Uh, we welcome, should I say, Duncan uh, from Sydney Sports. Duncan, you're on not so long ago on one of our big interviews uh, for the OBD SFL, but today we get to go into a little bit more detail and you can tell us uh, what you've done uh, at the at the juggernauts, we'll call them today, uh, yeah. to improve to improve the situation uh, of, a, of a long-standing uh, Alberton and Bromley club. Yeah, thank you, Andy. Nice to see you again and, yeah. uh, and to speak to you. Um, yeah, it's been a been a nice time down at Sydney recently in the last few years. Definitely yeah. so. Um, tell, tell, we'll get straight into that then. But yeah. Duncan, tell us a bit. Uh, I think people know that uh, Sydney Sports, as I say, a, a club, a club from from that with that name on it seems to be seem to have been around forever. Uh, tell us a bit, a brief history about the club uh, and how you found yourself to be involved. Um, so yeah, the club's been going a long time since 1975. Always been affiliated into the OBDSFL. Um, had a t- couple of years. I told you before, didn't I? Had a couple of year um, break because of some ill discipline issues. Um, and I think the league had, had enough of us to be honest at that point. So there was a two year two year gap. Um, we've been back in it now for that I've been involved in for about thirteen years now since I've been back uh, playing down at Sydney. Um, the last four years has been a real project. We started off at the bottom, kind of was okay. When we first came back, it was like brand new again. So everything had yeah. to get restarted. So starting from the ground up again. And um, the last four years has been really where it's all kicked in. It was it was a funny season. We, we had the point where uh, we won the league 2017-2018 season, lost one game all season. Mm-hmm. And the last friendly we had that of the pre-season, it was spanked at Farnborough. And it was like seven of us, eight of us committed in the change rooms going, to, you know, is this going to, is it going to happen really? Is it really worth it? Yeah. yeah. Last friendly before the season starts and you've got eight people turning up that were committed and the rest were not too, not too sure and you're getting a bit of a hide in it. It just kind of, it was sounded like it was going to be a long season. Mm. Um, and then we said we'd give it to the end of September, see how it went. And we didn't we didn't lose a game. Obviously, people didn't get a bit more fun, a bit more interested, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I guess that's where the juggernaut did start because we lost one one game all season that year, won the league by, I think, nine points in the end, I think, over Hayden. And... Um, we first met up again, like playing properly against like Southwark Town men, the likes of Hayden, Kingsdale, all those boys. Um, and then it went on from there. So the last four years has been really, uh, every season Sydenham has been doing really well up the top of the table. And um, we are where we are now at the top of Div, Div 2. So was the, was it a conscious thing to go for players that were committed or was it, was it taking that, taking a risk on the, on those sort of more skilled players, when you were sitting in that changing room, was it like we just need to get some committed players in, or was it the, to continue to grow the skill of the team as well? What, what's been the focus on that? We've always had like players with ability. It was just sometimes getting them on the pitch and out of the pub, basically, <laughs> and or making sure they turned up from the pub. Yeah, it was that was the problem. And to be fair, I was one of those people as well at the time. Um, going out on a Saturday night after playing Saturday afternoons and then 
yeah, rolling up to football at 10 o'clock the next morning, pretty worse for wear kind of thing. And um, it was, yeah, it just happened a bit too often, really. And um, we always then said, like, when we said we'd give it a go, as long as you've got, you know, 13, 14 committed people that are going to turn up each week, you can work with that. Yeah. They may not be um, superstars. So you mentioned that there was a league win in there. Uh, what is the trophy cabinet looking like for this, for this sort of your, this latest era um, of the club? Is it, is it healthy? Uh, yeah. Like I say club's been successful. 21 trophies before. Um, well, 21 trophies now, including the, the recent crop. Yeah. Um, so, unfortunately, we think there should be another one. But with COVID last year, that we were top of the table. Yeah. And uh, obviously the, the league got suspended, didn't it? So, we, we mm. think there's a spot in there that we filled <laughs> at some point. Um, that we were, we were, we think we would have won the league last year and got our promotion anyway. But we got the promotion, but we just don't have the trophy to show for it. So we uh, we think there should be another one, but we're hoping to add to that again this year. Is that uh, is 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 that what sort of has driven you this season? Missing out, like getting the promotion is what is all well and good, and that was the ultimate aim anyway. But is that is that driving you guys on this season to win the trophy? Is that the the trophy is what you want? You want some something to stick in the clubhouse for for a year on on the back yeah. of two brilliant years? Yeah, I think so because. It's all well and good getting promoted, but if you, you know, and we said before a lot of the boys when we're talking about it, you don't want it's if you go up as third place, you don't get anything, yeah, you just go up. Mm. So if you go up as champions, you get a trophy, if you go up as runners up, you get like obviously a runners up medal or whatever. But realistically, everyone wants to win the league, mm. and when you feel that you've been up there and that that's what you've worked all hot like season to get. It is nice to have that bit of silverware. It is nice to have the trophy. Yeah. It is nice to have a drink out of the trophy and, <laughs> and celebrate with the boys and, and to, you know, pop the champagne, champagne corks and stuff. So, um, you know, it may well be, you know, Division 2, Division 3, Division 4, whatever it may be. It's what you've worked all season for. Yeah. And to yeah. kind of end it with, with something to show for it, it's, you know, it is kind of the icing on top of, like the cake in it, and, and it is just nice for you to, to have something to, to celebrate, really. Just makes the celebrations all a bit sweeter. Absolutely. So what are the aspirations for Sydney Sports? Are you uh, are you one of these, take it a year at a time, see what happens, or is there long-term aspirations to get get to the top? What's the plan? Well, ideally, yeah, we want to be in the top division, um, but you, you can't, uh, as I say, you want to walk before you can run don't you really? Yeah. So the good thing about the side is that the momentum's there, you know, from winning the, the fourth and then going up and then standing our ground because, you know, we best, you know, winning a world. And, and I think a lot of the boys will, will realise that the team that won the league, it wasn't the best side. We were just all committed. and We all just worked hard for each other. Yeah. There were some, there were some good players there. A lot of it was just down to the work ethic from everybody and the commitment levels. And then slowly the quality of player is getting better. And now we're we're having a squad. We had to drop three people for this week, last weekend's game. So like from the squad. So we've got we had, and we had 
five subs. We had 19 people and three yeah. people weren't even in the squad. So, and, and they could be in anyone's squad in that division, to be honest. And, you know, they just, they didn't make the cut that week sort of thing. Um, and when you're making a sub, you're not bringing on someone that is a shirt filler. Yeah. You know, you're actually bringing on yeah. someone that does it, that will do just as equally as well as the person that's come on. So for a, from a club point of view, I think our aspirations would be go as high as we can. Ideally, if that takes us to the senior or if it's the prem, wherever it may be, um, that's ideally where we want to be as soon as possible, really. But, you know, Div- Division 2 is where we're at now. Hopefully that goes the way we want it to go this season and win that. And then we'll be in Division One. I guess the question would be if the league does a restructure or, or whatever, and if the options to go maybe into the Prem and not the one, that's a question that you have to put to the boys, really. But I think they'd all want to try themselves at the top level, really, or like the higher division. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the summer because obviously the Alperton and Bromley have, has got this um, thing about it now where it's a league where everyone wants to come and play. So if teams if teams decide to leave the Quarter Municipal, for instance, or if they leave uh, Westfa, maybe if they're a top side, top division side, maybe I can't see anyone being allowed to go straight into the senior, but maybe it's those Prem, those prem division places where teams might be placed. So it'll be interesting to see how the Alberton and Bromley deal with it because we're going to see lots of quality teams uh, moving around Again, this summer, I should think teams leaving the Alberton and Bromley to go to Westfar or Croydon or the Met League or, or wherever. Mm. So I think teams, um, it would be a really interesting thing to see. But I mean, the jump from Division one, uh, 2 to 1 is pretty, it's pretty big. You look, at the, you look at the Hacienda's and the Sporting Club Thamesmeads that are in Division 1 at the moment. And then above them, obviously, Farnborough Reserves, Blendon, uh, The Wall, uh, one of those or two of... Three of that, two of those aren't going to be there next season, but it still leaves big teams behind. So it's an interesting, really interesting yeah. time, and it'll be great. I mean, I'm sure you'll be promoted this season, um, but Division One is a, is a massive challenge, and and really looking forward to see how that all develops this summer. Who? I think because go on, mate. The, yeah, the boy. Because I think the like last season we we got we got some tough cup draws last year, yeah, and we got we got drawn against Blendon, and we got drawn against Granite. And we've moved on, I think, to Westford, didn't they? Yeah. Right? Yeah. We got drawn against these boys and we lost 2 1 to the pair of them. And they, it was like last minute goals in both games. Um, so we know as a, and we've only got better, I, we've added better players this season as well yeah. to this than what we had last season. And I, and I think the boys know they can compete at that level. Yeah. And, you know, they'll give anyone a game at that level and it won't be. We wouldn't get a hide. So I think, I think, yeah, def- definitely for, for the boys and for the club that they want to, I think, you know, we've got hoppers that play down our place as well. So we see the people, we see the quality that is around and the hoppers are obviously in, in the top div. So yeah. we see the likes of Essendon's down there. We see, we see all of, um, all of the, the top division teams coming down there. So we know what it's, what the standards like. So, um, testing ourselves against them is is what we want to do on a week and week basis. Not hope to get one of them in a cup, you know, yeah. where we can improve right there. So let's just hope that we can really. 
every season that goes by and you're getting these promotions is a year closer to getting there to getting there anyway. So yeah. let's see what happens. I mean, yeah, it's good times, good times for you boys. Let's get into some some more questions then. Um yep. who's the biggest rival? Who are you looking at over the years as someone who always maybe seems to be around you or a team recently that has been uh, has been a, a tricky opposition? Yeah, I was talking about this with, with the gaffer, um, Mark Jordan, and, and we said, we both literally said the same thing. He added Leicester in, but I I didn't, I took Leicester out, to be honest. And as I'm doing the talking tonight, <laughs> I, I kept him out. Yeah. But um, previously, it would have been sort of like, yeah, Hayden and Kingsdale, because we kind of were always in the same divisions as them. Yeah. They And where we kicked on, they've stayed the same. They haven't. You know, King. I think it was last year, in like early last season, when we Kingsdale fell off the cliff. We beat them five one, and then after that, they just went on a terrible run of results. Yeah. Um, I think Hayden have picked up this season, um, by all accounts, and are, are doing quite well. Yeah. So, but they've 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 been the kind of like long term people that we've always kind of had really good battles against, and it's always been they'll be up there, or we'll be up there, and they'll be the ones that are challenging along with us. Yeah. Um, now. Div two, as I've heard you say on more than more than one occasion, Div two is stacked. Yeah. <laughs> there are teams in there are some teams in Div two, and um, definitely Southwark Town have come up along the way. Obviously, we all know about Southwark um, like Town. <laughs> um, I like Liam and, and the boys there. Yeah. Majority of them, anyway. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of them that are just absolute lunatics, but like most of them are all right. Yeah. Um, so we like playing Southwark, generally Southwark Town. Um, they need, to start, they need start. to start doing some talking on the pitch, though, and not just on Twitter, yeah. don't they? They need to start yeah, yeah. making to some football fair. noises now. To be fair, yeah. They, they've they've had some decent results this season, but I think they've just had a bit of a rough run this year, to be honest. Mm. Um, they're normally quite a strong outfit. You don't normally get too much from them. We've always said you can beat Southwark Town and you'll be up there. And when we took four points off them in the first few games this season, we've, though, that was the standard if we could beat them mm. and and get like, you know, so we took four out of six points. We were like, that's it. We'll be up there this season, you know. Um, but West Wickham, Southwark Town, and after playing the Royals, Royal Southwark this weekend and seeing what Poppy and, and I have got down there, um, yeah, full respect for, for, for what they bring to the pitch as well. Um, so I think there'll be healthy rivalries between those three and us for foreseeable future, to be honest. I think we'll always be knocking around in the same divisions against each other. Yeah. Um, maybe not Southern Town after this season, but certainly Royal Southwark and West Wickham, I think we'll be in and around each other for a few years now because we've got good setups, good players, good people in the background running it all. So I think I think they'll be the ones going forward that will be like consistent rivals for us now. You don't count uh, ground uppers as a rival, then your your house your sort of housemates. <laughs> uh, well, the landlords, their tenants. Um, <laughs> if you had said not not Warren's team, because we all get on with each other. Yeah. The pre ground uppers ninety five, or I think just folded because we just signed one of their players. Um, but ground uppers ninety five. There was a very, very nasty rivalry there. There was some of the old Sydney boys 
against the original ground hoppers. There was no love between them. So and it got to the point there were we couldn't even play friendlies against each other because oh, it was it, they were they weren't any they were anything but friendly. So um <laughs> yeah, we we there would be it'd be safe to say there's no love lost between the original hoppers, but um yeah, we've got we we've got a lot of time for Warren and, and his ground hoppers and, and the boys he's got there. Um we all get on really well as a family club. We all spend a lot of time with each other. So yeah, definitely. They're, they're, that we look out for their, their results and stuff. So it's a friend. It's it's not a rivalry. It's a friendship, really. Though, yeah. Between us and them. Nice. They're having a bit of a sticky, uh, sticky season this year. Finding yeah, yeah. out what it's like to be that team in the <clears throat> in the senior that can't get a run of results together. So um, I'm sure Warren will turn it around. He's a top. He's player. had a rough time. He's had he's had a rough time with player availability this season. I think to be fair, and it's just. Yeah, it's just not working out for him at the minute. I'm sure they'll do. I'm sure they'll turn it round. <clears throat> if not, they'll go again next season. As I said, in that, in oh, that, definitely in that tricky prem division. Uh, like most likely, I think it's three down from from the senior this year. Oh, so is it? It's a tough. Yeah, he's got a lot of good players there. If he can get them all on the pitch, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they can get a string of results together. Yeah, let's hope they do. So, some predictions. I know we did this yep. before on the other on the big interview show. If not you, from your division, who do you think will win the league? Is that changed after yesterday, this answer? Probably. I still think it'll be <laughs> us, but obviously you're not allowed to say that. No, if not you. So we're assuming that you think you're going to win the league. But if, yep. if take take Sid and Sports out of the equation, what's the table looking like with you boys not there? Royal Southwark. Definitely. Yeah. They've got a lot of games in hand now, haven't they? And I think actually it's it's in their hands, isn't it? Um, yeah, them and West Wickham, if they win all their games in hand, they'll go above us by three points, both teams. But our goal difference is like we slapped people, silly. Yeah. So our goal difference is worth another point in, a, in that respect. But if they were to win all their games, um, after watching, we've played both Royal Southwark now and West Wickham twice. After watching and obviously playing in those games, for me, Royal Southwark are just just a bit better than West Wickham, in my opinion. Okay. Um, we know some of the West Wickham boys; they used to play down our way, so we know what they can, what they've got. And um, but from what I saw yesterday, from the, seeing Royal Southwark for the first time in a in a couple of seasons or whatnot, from what he's got down there, what Bobby's got down there, he, uh, there, and what we saw yesterday, um, I think they're a bit stronger than West Wickham so I think and I said that to them after the game that you know as far as I'm concerned I think they'll still win the league but I think they'll be there and if, if we wasn't there I would say yeah it would be Royal Southwark to be honest so now so you're the chase you're being chased as opposed to being the chaser is that is that yeah. is it, would you rather have the points on the board or is it now <laughs> yeah I'd rather the, have the okay the I'd double, rather have the points on the board because double bankers are brutal yeah um, you know and as, as as I said to you already we've um with us having a double bank against Royal Southwark yesterday, mm. we won one. You know, they won the first one. We won the second one. Um, you never. You just. They're just tough, so tough, aren't they? You don't really know what's the best thing to do. I did one yesterday, and I did a Div Four game yesterday. Uh, Ministry of Ball against Broccoli Reserves, and it felt like at the end of the first game, that was when the players were sort of just about getting warmed up, and then you sort of stopped. Yeah. 
like so you play the hour played a half an hour have a five minute break we did and then played the second half and it felt like just at the end of that hour the teams the the players had just started to loosen up and the football was starting and then the game's over they couldn't really get into a, a rhythm with it and then the first half of the second game was good and then the last half the last half an hour all the players seemed pretty shattered and I was pretty happy with them to be shattered because I was shattered too um but yeah it just seemed that just as the players were getting into that rhythm uh we stopped to the end of the first game and um it, it is a weird it was very strange feeling yeah I think for us yesterday we were we were unusually slow starting yeah we're normally quite a fast starting team and we normally get on top of teams very quickly and yesterday we Going, as I said, going forwards, we just we couldn't get it together going forwards in the first game yesterday. We really struggled getting it in the you know in the final third, yeah. making count really. Um, it was all a little bit rushed. Um, whereas defensively, we were really solid. So we made a couple of mistakes and they capitalised. But that's all that really happened. Um, there wasn't really, you know, no neither keeper was being overstretched in that first game. It was all a little bit. They just they just took the chances a bit better than what we did really. And then in the second game, as you've just said, we'd got you know, we'd got loosened up by that point well and truly. Yeah. And yeah, we weren't happy about obviously the first result. And you know, I don't it wasn't there was no harsh words, but it was just we knew that we hadn't played out the way that we should do. Yeah. And everyone it didn't take anyone to tell anybody that. And it was just like, okay, we're gonna make up the changes. This is what we're doing, sort of thing. This is how we're going to go out. Let's put our game on them. Let's impress our game on them. And we did it from the very first whistle of the second game, and we pretty much dominated it, in my opinion. That's so, uh, yeah. so who's going to win the cup, the Jack Standen Cup? You guys play in. Um, which which team from your division do you think has the best chance, if not Sydney Sports, to win the cup? Well. That's a f- tricky question because I thought it was actually cancelled. <laughs> um, if there was a cup, so the Jack Stanton Cup it is probably cancelled. But yeah. in one of we, so we ask who's going to win the league and who's going to win the cup. Um, if if you if the Jack Stanton was still going, yeah, who who do you think is it? Does Will Subbert look like a good cup team to you? Mm, I would say probably probably not. Royal Southwark, no. I would say Thameside, who also play at our ground. Yeah. Um, if you get Thameside on a bad day, they'll beat you. So for a cup run, you only need, you know, those odd good days, do you? Yeah. So I think if it was if it was purely cup-based, um, I think Thameside would be in within a shout because they'll give everyone a game. Yeah. And yeah. it's just whether they're on a good day or not. So I think Tem be a good shout for a cup team like um for that basis. I think others would be the likes of Westwick and Rolls would be concentrating on the league. And I think, you know, and, and ourselves. But um without us in the situation, I think Thameside would be a decent shout for a cup run to be honest. Before it got cancelled, did you like the group stage idea for the cups or are you a knockout person? What's your what's your preference on that? I kind of liked the idea to be honest. Um I didn't. It was when, when we were told it was going to be in a like a little mini group stage. It it kind of sounded a little bit better because 
you could at least you know you've got a couple of games and it, you know and see how it goes really if you yeah that thing is if you do have that shit day basically and you're out you could play anyone and, and just have a real off day and you could be gone but I thought uh, for us it could with with the size of the squad we got as well I thought having having it in group stages as such it would it would benefit us as well because we'd get a lot lot more use of the squad really and yeah. um, I think with the strength of the squad it would be beneficial for us as well Fair enough who's going to be relegated mate? The question everyone tries to avoid. Yeah. Who's going to be relegated? Well, who do I want relegated or who's going to be relegated? No, if we don't do who do you want to be. It, we, no, but that was what your question that. said when yeah, it yeah, said yeah, to yeah. I changed like, that. Oh, that's a bit I changed that because um, everyone was just basically saying their mate's team to win everything or being nice about the team they wanted to be relegated. So who, your prediction is who's going to be relegated from Div 2? Um. Two go down, right? Yeah, just the one. Just so the bottom. Oh, just team. one. Just the okay. bottom two. To be fair, I know DC United won at the weekend, but that was their first win. I think they'll they'll be gone. Um, to be perfectly honest, don't know much about them really. I know we've got them in a double header next week. Yeah, and I think I think that could be. They haven't scored a goal. Uh, I think you've just sorted their team. Yeah, their team took out. Yeah, probably have. <laughs> but then you have got me to. Like predict the score as well, wouldn't you? So that's probably not that's probably not gonna like do anything other than add petrol to the to as well. So nah. but yeah, I think I don't I haven't heard much realistically, I haven't really seen much on them that and if they're at the bottom of the table now and they've only picked up their first win now, I think it's gonna be a just I think it's a, you know, as we've all said, division two is a, is a strong division. And if you haven't got, you know, if you only just picked up your first win now, I think it's going to be hard to not go down, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I think so too. But they seem to be doing everything the right way there. They're just not getting the right results. It seems a good little setup they've got and they're well backed. And I think uh, they give lots of people the opportunity to play football. So uh, yeah, it, doesn't look like, it doesn't look like they've been taking too many hasty. Like if a team no. that's bottom and hasn't won, I think their goal difference was like scored 12, conceded 12. So yeah. they don't score many, but they don't let many in. It's... And if you don't score many, you don't get many points, do you? That's the problem. I, I did them against West Wickham and uh, West uh, DC football were well ahead in the game, They but they were down to 10 men from 30 minutes in. And uh, really, West Wickham battled to get back in the game. And uh, I couldn't believe what I've seen, that DC football were bottom of the division. From my, from my, you know, from my view of them, they, they looked yeah. like a good side. And just West Wickham with the extra man and the extra legs in the end. Uh, they won the game, but yeah, I, I mean, I I like I like DC. I hope they um, they are able to keep going, and and maybe they'll drop down a division, and that will help them to get that momentum going again. Because I do, I do like what they sit. I do like what they're doing. Obviously, on Saturday, on Sunday, sorry, I'm impartial, so yeah. uh, I'm not refereeing the game, but I'll be I'll be keeping an eye out for the result. Right, who's the best oppo that you faced this season uh, so far, and which and what game's been your favourite game? I know it's hard to remember four months ago when we were kicking. Yeah. Oh, no, there's a standout game. There was <laughs> okay. no worries with that one at all. There was an absolute standout game. And I think um, Jamie would tell you the same because the Mariners come down to watch it. The absolute okay. standout game of the season for me. First half was played 100 mile an hour and that was our home game against Southwark Town. Okay. Ended up 7-5. It was like two boxes standing there toe to toe 
forgot about defence. It was just literally all attack, attack, attack. First half, like first half, 45 minutes went by like a blink of an eye. Yeah. And it was, there was some great football being played at a real good pace. And we just fortunately took more of our chances than what they did. Yeah. And yeah, we, we ran out seven, five winners that day. But that's, for me, absolute standout game. And you had people that were playing on the other pitch. And it was funny that they were commenting afterwards how good our game was when they were supposed to be playing their own game. <laughs> so, and you had, like, there was quite a few people down there because I think, uh, for some reason, I think oh, yeah, teams had games called off or whatever. Was it, but... was it Bickley on the other game, on the other pitch? We're getting yeah, ground offers because I remember Jamie talking about it that he said, fucking hell, what a day this is going to be down at Sydney. Yeah. If our game isn't on, then I'm going down there to watch that. I think the Bickley one was the one that finished like 9 0 or something, or yeah, might have been even more than that. But um, that was pretty one-sided because ours was literally end-to-end, toe-to-toe. I think a lot of people stopped watching that game and started what, yeah, and was watching our <laughs> game instead because it was a fiercely, fiercely fought contest between oh, the two of us. That is what we love Sunday football for the seven-five score lines. We we love all that. We absolutely yeah. Love it. Uh, so who's the best oppo? Do you throw, do you put Southwark Town in there or 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 someone else? No, they, that was a great game, but. The best oppo we've played would have been would have been yesterday's oppo. Wow. Royals, yeah, Royals, they're the best team we've played this season. Wow. So. It, uh, his head won't be able to fit on Twitter now. Yeah, no, sadly. But <laughs> they're, they're the best, in, you know, they're the best team. No team has stopped us, realistically, from having chances on goal. First game they did. Um and I know I know you'll love it because they apparently they can see goals, don't they? <laughs> but um they they kept us real quiet in that first game yesterday, and that is the, it's the best team. They're real good footballers, and you know they used the ball well. They gave us a real hard test yesterday, but yeah, I would say that's the best team that we've we've come across this season. I know West Wickham, we you know they beat us, but you know the result on that day doesn't tell a true story of what happened. Yeah. We were down to ten, and we had goals disallowed, and. Bloody refs. You know, yeah, well, we're not, saying, we're not saying anything on that one. Um, but yeah, there were some dodgy decisions that day with us having a player sent off and uh, and cut the goals disallowed as well for some ridiculous decisions. But that is what it is. Um, so we might, you know, we didn't get really those chances yesterday in the first game. So for, yeah, for me, Royal Southwark definitely at a... At a Best team we played this season, but Fantastic. the best game would go to their their neighbour. The neighbours are in Southwark for Southwark Town. That would be the best game we've had so far this season, hundred percent. Yeah, those two play each other this weekend in a double banker. So, uh, yeah, been all over that today. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> Liam turns up with a full squad and not like eleven people, like he's telling. So, I'm hoping he's going to be there because if they can get out their squad against Royal Southwark in the the Southwark derby, that will be. That'll be such a battle. Yeah, I, think. I suppose you are cheering on Southwark Town to at least get three to at least get three points. On it would be nice if they could. Yeah, it would be nice if they could inflict uh, some points damage on them for us. Yeah, that would be beneficial for us, of course. Yeah. Right. So the teammates bit, and uh, it's been a long time since we've done these, and I always yeah. look forward to these questions because this is your your opportunity to give um, some of your teammates or club mates. A bit of stick and um, please give their full names because 
these okay. guys need to be called out and given given the full uh, the full the full uh, dressing the full down by, by you. Uh, who's yeah. got the worst banter at Sydenham Sports? Well, I would say John Foggy. Okay, this what's boy John has played John for every semi-pro team in the world. Uh, he's got he so, turns up in his tracksuit in a different tracksuit every training session, does he? Not that. No, that's the thing. He doesn't. Um, but it's his banner. It's like if anyone says anything, it's like, oh yeah, when I was at such and such club, and when I was at this club, or when I was at that club, it's like we we actually tried to work it out how many clubs he's been at, and well, we didn't have enough fingers and toes at one point, so it it was it was just. Yeah, it's all whenever you're having a conversation or he's throwing anything into the conversation, it's when he was at this team, when he was at that team, and everyone else. And it's yeah, it's just it gets a bit boring to be honest. <laughs> John, sort it out. John, is it John Fogarty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. John, sort it, it out. me because I shouted at him yesterday as well. <laughs> oh. uh, who's the worst dressed? Well, same John Fogarty. Oh, I so. Every week there's a recurring theme. Is John get? Is he getting it? Is he done? So, no, no, he... no, no. He's not. He won't. He won't. He's not getting it all. He's just unfortunate. The first two questions come out in this order, really. But, What's his um, gear? What's he go for? Well, it's, it's a bit strange. It depends. I know. Obviously, right now, obviously, everyone's turning up in the kit and and stuff like that. So, or you're trying to get changed by the side of the pitch. So, you don't generally see what everyone's rocking up in at the moment. But yeah. When when things were normal, it would be it, all, it literally like every week it looked like it had been he'd turn up in last night's clothes. He's rolled out of wherever. He's <laughs> either picked him up off the floor, or he hasn't took him off, and he's there looking like shit by the side of the pitch. And he's been and he's telling you about what happened yesterday and then where they went last night. And it's like really look at the state of you. <laughs> it looked like you were and after time when you say to him what like you look like shit he's on what we have like two hours sleep and he's still wearing the clothes that he's gone out with and like, he's literally gone in picked up his bag and come out again and it's like wow at least put something fresh on at least who's <laughs> <laughs> the biggest moaner um also can I uh, just on the because I have to give myself a bit of a dig out here, but it on the clothing wise Fogs rolls up in some obviously like last night's clobber, but one of our other boys, Martin Parker, he has this pink hoodie that he wears for football and he does his warm ups in it and snoods and all that. And that is just horrendous. <laughs> that, like, how can a bloke have a pink hoodie on while you're trying to do a warm up? It's just, it's not, it's just a bit odd, right, so- especially. It was getting a bit tatty and he, he rocked up on Sunday with a brand new one, I think. And it's brand new was, pink, so he's gone pink. He just likes pink. Hoodies. He's gone pink again. Yeah, he's had he had a brand. I'm sure it looked pretty pretty new to it. Definitely weren't the, the tatty one he had on before. He had, a, <laughs> he had a fresh new one on this Sunday. Yeah. Blimey, maybe he got one for Christmas. You haven't seen him for that long. Maybe he got one. Well, that is true. He may well have done, yeah. He may well have done. <laughs> Who's the biggest moan Yeah, your next one. Yeah, probably sadly. And I'd be wrong not to say that I'm up there. Okay. So, and, but there is another little chap here, Ray Flyknot. He will, he would be 100%. He'd, he'd argue with a tree if he could. <laughs> so, like, we used to, me and him. In a good way, or does he just get on everyone's back? 
not to be fair with Rafe, I used to, me and him used to literally have ding dongs with each other all the time, and it was brutal from like one end of the pitch to the other end of the pitch. So all over, literally, we'd be all over the pitch. We'd be screaming and shouting at each other. And then <laughs> a few years ago, we had a chat, and it was actually we love each other now because we were just we hated each other at that time. Yeah, and then yeah, and now now we're like. You know, we love each other. We don't know. We don't get on each other. The thing with Rafe is he's just really passionate. Like we're both really passionate people. And we clashed, but then with Rafe now, he he likes to wind people up, and but he he does it. He's cheeky. He's a cheeky little chap, and he winds up. He kind of winds up the oppo, and then it it kind of then gets him like lumped all over the pitch, and then he obviously starts to moan. But he's kind of you know he's made that position for himself he's wound them up so they're giving him a good love and then he moans about it so um yeah bless him who's got the worst taste in music again probably not something you've with the lack of changing rooms and all that yeah. stuff it's tough isn't I, it but who, it who is a bit of a hard one this maybe if they turn up in their car what are they listening to you think what the well, fuck is that yeah there's a few to be fair there's a few of them like that they go to these day raves and on a Saturday when you're getting it on the WhatsApp group and they're at a day rave and they send you clips of whatever this mad music is they're listening to and there's strobes going off, there's all these mad lights going off and then there's three or four of them just out of their face. But that's probably, that'd be Rafe again. <laughs> um, Rafe, John Edwards, our striker. Um, Luke the Costa and... Oh, I think Harry don't really play for us anymore. But um, yeah, there's generally like there's another few of them that go, but aren't as such with the team. Yeah. But really, from a from a team point of view, they'd, they'd all be out. And yeah, they they went to when we was allowed to socialise and celebrate and everything last year. We had a we had a big party down in Sydney. I can't remember what it was for now, but they went to a day rave, and then they turned and they sent these clips of it, and then they came to the to the party in the evening, they were literally smashed out of the and they had these like inflatable turkeys or something on their heads. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Yeah. And, and they were wearing them all night. And it's I think it's actually our um our WhatsApp team uh group like profile picture. Yeah. And um John and Rafe basically were these like either inflatable or stuffed turkeys like on their heads and they're just like dancing around in the clubhouse at the party there and they've been out at a, a rave all day already and uh yeah they were just an absolute mess but i don't <laughs> even know what it is they listen to you on just, a sunday to be fair they did they both turned up the next day and they were feeling rough but we won and they played quite well so um you can't knock it i guess but yeah well, i have no idea what it is they listen to it's just some horrendous noise i think so the longest in the shower again this isn't a question you could probably you could probably answer yeah. this season as we haven't had any changing rooms. Um, who who sort of seems to like to hang about it after games and, and get themselves looking pretty? Well, you could take that. Question, is this the soccer? You could take this. I was like, is, are we doing it soccer AM style, or is this? <laughs> is it like? <laughs> That's up to you. It's up to you, mate. Whichever way you want to take it, so to speak. All right. Well, yeah, not that way. Because <laughs> our new signing, Lawrence Thompson, 
is affectionately known as well. He's the fastest player because he's got three legs, basically. I see. So, um, before that, and Lawrence only just signed for us. Obviously, we were growing up as folding, um, so we signed him a couple of weeks back, um, and a fantastic addition. But I've known Lawrence for for many years, and have seen him in a shower before, and it is frightening <laughs> um, in a way. But um, before, <laughs> before Lawrence signed, it would have been our striker, Johnny Edwards, I guess. And then for preening in front of the mirror, although my hair looks shit at the minute, as you can see. But um, I don't criticize I'm always hair. Well, I'm one of the, I'm always kind of laughed out, too busy like, faffing about with my hair and stuff after a game, yeah, I must say. Right. But, so uh, next, two, next two questions Who's yeah. the player's player? Players, player. That doesn't necessarily um, mean the top boy. That means someone that leads by example, does everything the right way on and off the pitch. Oh, right. uh, because I think it's easy to give your best player this this accolade, but I think with grassroots football, I think he's a bit more to it. So someone that turns up, pays the subs, uh, helps out, does does a few bits around the team. Who's who's that person? And is good on the on the in, during the game as well. Um, I guess in that respect, it'd probably be our captain Dan Smith. Okay, because, and I think even more so recently because um, Smithy got injured against Southwark Town when we played him away in the the four all draw. We got kicked all over the park that day, and. Um, the pitch was shit as well. And um, he did his ankle ligaments. And his first game back yesterday was the second of the, t- of the double bankers. And we had him back at centre-back. Nice. And nice. and the difference, it felt so much like being behind him yesterday and goal. It was it was nice to have him back on the pitch. He, he, does, he does do things the right way. And he's... Yeah, he hasn't turned up drunk to a game for a very long time, like years. <laughs> um, so he he does he does sort of do all the all of the right things. He keeps himself in shape and and all of that. So, um, but I would have a, probably alongside Smith here. Yeah. I can't think of bloody gonna laugh at me what Damon's surname is at the minute. Oh, Boom. Sorry, Damon Boom. He's he kind of does he does everything, but quietly. Mm. And they'll he'll help out, do your stuff. Um and Damon for me is one he's just such a good footballer as well. And he brings Smithy's got the leadership and the organization for us as a team, but Damon just makes everything tick for us. So and they both do things generally the right way as well. And they, you know, they're always around to help about and, and stuff like that if needed. So yeah, those two for me to be honest. Great. Who's the unsung hero? Maybe someone who only gets 10 minutes a week or 15 minutes a week, never moans, does the line if they need to. Who's who's that person for you, boys? Well, I would say it would be Martin Parker, but Parker doesn't just get 10 minutes. He gets annoyed because he's he gets about 60 minutes, but he's getting his fit, he's getting back up. But Parker does it all of and it would be basically because Parker does everything that I know I've slagged him off about his hoodie, but he <laughs> he does absolutely everything that no one else wants to do in the middle of the pitch. Yeah, he wins the headers, he breaks up the play, 
he tracks back, stays with his man, all the things that the more technical people don't necessarily want to do. Parker does all of that for you. Um, and he he just goes about it quietly. He chips in with goals and, you know, he's he's just a he's just a good lad. He gets around and he just, he does everything that no one else really wants to do. But if it, outside of, you know, and, and when you're talking about doing a linesman and that, it, I, non-playing-wise, it would be the gaffer, Mark Jordan. He does absolutely everything. I don't think the boys realise how much Mark does because he, he's not only he's our groundsman and keeps the pictures looking lovely. Yeah. Um, he he runs he ran the line yesterday um, instead of just you know and we had loads of subs. He take he doesn't he lets them just keep themselves warm on the side. He does it himself. Mm-hmm. He gets all the first aid together. He does all the water bottles for everybody when you're allowed. Um, cleans up the change rooms. You know he's a club secretary, so he gets all the all the boy talks out the kit. All you have to do is basically turn up put the kit on, play the game of football, give him your money and you know, stay for a beer or whatever, go home. Mark does literally everything um, for the club and he, he doesn't, he don't stand there and shout about it, you know, he just, he does it, he wants the club to, it's been his life for, for bloody years. So he just wants everyone to, and he wants to see them to be successful. So he does everything he can do where he can't, you know, obviously be on the pitch playing. He yeah. does everything he can do to basically allow the boys to have the least amount of stress possible. You just turn up and put your boots on and play, basically. And he and he does it. He deals with everything else. So, yeah, non-playing wise, it, you know, it'd have to be Mark. He's fantastic. Every club needs someone like that to survive. You just can't. You can't do it without yeah. people like that. So, hats off to to Mark. Who? Uh, what do you think we're doing well currently in Sunday League football to help and to help support the development of it? Yeah. I think it's been really tricky, isn't it, from the last couple of years, really, with broken seasons, with, um, you know, with COVID and everything else. So I think the fact that we're back playing football uh, at this stage now, um, yeah, I think it's frustrating some of the restrictions, but they can only do what's advised by the EFA. And getting us back on the pitches and stuff like that, I think it's, um, I think what the league have done, and to allow us to play the season, really, or at least give it a go, you know, to get the season completed is is really good. Yeah. The fact that we had the option to, you know, and everyone voted pretty much for it, um, to try and complete a season, to extend the season. It seems that this season they're, they're doing everything they can to get uh, an actual, you know, season over the line and, and, yeah. and not just, like, call it off, basically. So I think that's... I think that's been good that we've had the opportunity because I think it's great for everybody, like mentally, physically, um, just the joy of being able to go back out and train with the boys the week before the season started was, you know, like a godsend, to be honest. Absolutely. So I, d- I didn't see it coming back, mate. I've got to be honest, I thought it was done and dusted this season. Um, yeah. And it I seems- resigned myself to that again. I think I've resigned myself to that at the start of February. That I didn't think we was going to play yeah, again same. this season. And I was thinking the two seasons in a row where we've had things, you know, good seasons going and it may not finish. Yeah. Fortunately, let's hope touch would it does. Absolutely. I think I, I think the amount of double bankers that are going, I don't know if the league activate a points per game thing once once you get over a certain amount of games. I think they do. Yeah. 
Um, 66%, I think it is. 66% yeah, of the games. I, I think it was comfortable to get there. The snow needs to go, though, just in case it starts getting frozen pitches yeah. in, in April. Yeah. Where, yeah, do we need, where do we need to improve, mate? Um, well, this is the thing I hear about on your podcast a bit, actually. And I know we're really lucky at Sydney that our, we've got great pitches and they're not ridiculously priced. Yeah. Um, but that's, I think, and it's hard though, the, you know, the higher up in the divisions you go, I, I kind of, I don't want to sound disrespectful on that, but when you play in the lower divisions, you don't expect to turn up to, um, you know, private grounds every week. You know, you're going to play at your Norman Parks and the grass might not have been cut for two weeks and, you know, you might well end up having to get fuck shit off of it and dog shit off of the pitch before you yeah. start. Yeah. But when you get higher up the, the leagues, you kind of, you kind of expect a better quality of pitch. Yeah. And I think if there's something that a league can, uh, you know, do maybe, I don't know, with the FA and everyone else, just kind of getting, you know, some of the private pitches and, to be a bit more reasonable for other teams. I know, we're, as I say, we're really lucky at Sydney. Um, but hearing some of the prices that some some people have got to pay to play on a decent surface and kind of being held to ransom at the moment, aren't they? Because of... I heard a horror story yesterday. Available. I heard a horror really? story from uh, someone had been charged several a few hundred quid to play on, their, play on a pitch. And when the when the governor there found out that the game was a, um, a double banker, he asked the teams for another 120 quid. And you just think, oh, what are you like? Wow. How is that helping teams out? It's only an extra half an hour. If it was a cup game that went to extra time, would he charge more? Or yeah, is exactly. it because, because he found out it was a double banker? He's asked. He's charging for two games. So uh, we're hearing things like that going on. It's not very helpful. We're seeing massive amounts of money being asked by clubs for to play charity games i won't mention any details there but you're seeing teams asking upwards of 400 quid to play one game of football to hire a pitch and you just think yeah how's it going to change and, and we'd go all the way down to um the grassroots level uh availability is is terrible but but these clubs know some clubs know that if one club doesn't want to pay it then that club leaves another one just comes in and pays it so we're stuffed really because not everyone cares about their pitches like like you guys do as you say you're lucky but it's good that you've got that you've got that appreciation for your pitch because it's not there all over the place and you know injuries happen uh, on lumpy pitches um you know people get knackered by these pitches my my feet and um knees are absolutely shot to bits already after a month from, from hard pitches. I've been trying to do it in moulded boots, but I'm going to have to buy some Astros, I think, to, to get through these pitches because it's just an absolute killer. Uh, yeah. just It just takes a bit of water and a bit of, and to cut the grass on some of these pitches. That's all it will take. Um, and let's hope that that happens because uh, it can, it can, yeah. a, it can it, a, it's unsafe and B, clubs aren't getting value for money and they need to start getting value for money. That's the thing. When, as I say, Smithy, to be fair, he was he's been out for probably like five or six months. I think it is now in total. Yeah. And um, and that wasn't to be fair. It was probably about the only injury that happened that day that wasn't actually a tackle. He was his was a clearance, and he put his foot down a a literally a hole in the ground that was up past his ankle. 
and there was, um, and this is at Long Lane, which is meant to be half decent, mm. you know, and there was trenches down the side of the pitch, like about a foot in from each touchline. There's a great big trench line down the side of it, and it's, it just, you know, it wasn't a safe pitch to play on, um, and that was like back in what, October time or whatever it is. So I can't imagine it's going to be any better now when it's rock hard. I and, was there, I was you know, there the other night, and it's not. And it's not. Yeah, I can't imagine it as. It's, I can't imagine it's any better now. And there's, there's, you know, and you and you hear, as you said already about the stupid pricing that, you know, people are, are being asked for on decent pitches. But you know, if if you're being held over barrel to, to maybe do a midweek or to do or something under some floodlights, then rather than doing double bankers, or you've got so many fixtures in, in your pile up that you've got to do a midweek, and then. People are held over a barrel, yeah. and I think that's something. Just think that if that's something that can be looked at, or or something, if there's some sort of way that you know the FA or the leagues can kind of have any kind of input in that, I think it'd be beneficial for everybody. Really, I agree. It's, a, it's that subject is one that we're going to talk about every single week with pitches. Uh, I can't yeah. see I can't see COVID helping that in terms of councils or anyone putting any more money into grassroots football. So this is just going to be the yeah, same answer to that. Uh, that's the, it's frustrating. That's the thing. I think you, just, you say that with councils now as well. Like any park pitches, those guys have got cricket starting probably soon, haven't they? Yeah. So a council is going to allow the pitches to stay up, or does that mean there's going to be even less pitches for people to use? And then there's going to be even, you know, and then the private grounds are even in stronger positions, aren't they? Because then they can they have even more people begging to have a. Like uh, you know, they have been using council pitches that are no longer available with crickets up. They're gonna have, they're gonna have them queuing at the door, and that's what they just people get robbed. Then, didn't they? Basically, exactly. Right. The last question. This is your open forum part of the interview, where I like to offer the clubs their their couple of minutes just to say their thank yous to people that have helped or are helping them uh, as we go along. So please take this take this time to shout out the people that deserve it. Um, yeah, just basically everyone, obviously, down at Sydney. Um, Mark obviously does a fantastic job and um, he just, he does it very quietly. Um, if you annoy Mark, it takes about three months for him to actually ever explode. So he's got a very, he's got a very long fuse is it? and he does it, you know, so a lot for us. Um, Sarah, when the bar is allowed to be open again, I'm sure she'll be welcoming us all back in. <laughs> to the lovely club yeah uh, she'll probably be i'm hoping she'll be extremely happy that um, she won't be getting annoyed when we're drunk this now because it'll actually be uh she'll be welcoming welcoming yeah. the money coming across the bar and she'll be she'll put up with our drunken antics but we've <laughs> um to like club sponsors like efam um carl and dan who, who sponsored us um and they've been involved in the club for a few years um and just generally all of like the all of the new boys that have shown the same commitment as as everyone that's been there. I say I'm one of the well, I'm Barry Mark, the obviously who's been running it, um, the longest standing player there. But all of the new boys have come in and picked up on the the same ethos as everybody else and what the club's about. And um, yeah, I just think just like to you know thank generally the all the people that come down and, and showing us some support now because those days when you're getting beat in the lower divisions and you got 
you know, your Hardy supporter is coming and watching you. And even then they're fed up with it. And then now we're getting, you know, we're not, we're, we're no SE Duns and stuff. Don't, don't get me wrong. We're not having, you know, hundreds of people, but we're getting, we're getting a, you know, a nice little crowd that will be able to come back to, to um, support us now that when things are, you know, start to be eased off even more, we, we were getting a good little following. So, and playing decent football. So just like, you know, a uh, thank out to all of the, whether it's the parents, whether it's friends, whether it's, you know, girlfriends and whatnot, and their mates all coming along and, and just people coming along on a Sunday and enjoying basically what, what what's going on on the pitch and having a nice day there as well. Nice so, one. And just thanks to like people like yourself as well that put together these these things that allow us to have a presence on social media because we're not, you know, we're not massively all over social media. It's picked up a little bit this year. Um, but yeah, you, without without the things that you do and a few of the other guys that do the podcast, that you know we would just be sitting and playing and doing all right. And a few people would that did look up the tables would see that you know you'd had a couple of successful seasons, but otherwise yeah. no one would ever. Remember, okay? No, it's important. So, it's important to us for this on this podcast that teams that do a good job of on social media or, or, or have a big presence on social media will always do that job for themselves. But teams like yourselves, uh, we've been big fans of yours for, for a while now. So, and I know we, we interact quite, we've interacted quite a fair bit on social media. So thank yeah. you for all of that. Um, yeah, no, thank I, you. I think we've reached the perfect ending to the, uh, to the interview on, on a praise of the Selk Grassroots podcast. So I'm happy with that. <laughs> uh, I, wish you, all, I wish you all the best going forward with the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully that title in the trophy cabinet and... Uh, hopefully you'll get to ref us at one point as well. Hopefully, hopefully. It's always a nice ground down there, so I always enjoy it. Um, yeah, you be welcome for a beer afterwards as well. I'll be the first one at the bar, I think. So <laughs> finish the game five minutes early. Um, <laughs> Sounds good. Let's do the predictions really quickly. And yeah. uh, this week, after um, a bit of a calamitous time with the predictions uh, last week, we are just doing yeah. the first games of um, of the uh, double bankers. We think that's easier to do. So, um, yeah. your game first of all against um, DC. DC. What do you think? Um, I think I think we're going to win five nil. Five nil. Yeah. Okay. Five. You have you no explanation. Just for just five nil. Well, I think to be honest, we played we played the Hurricanes the other week and gave them an absolute slapping fourteen nil, um, okay. and they're above DC United and. You know, I know I said already they don't concede many goals by the looks of it, but they don't score many goals. If they're not going to be potentially putting under us too much pressure, I think we could almost fill our boots really. But I think because they're you know not as leaky maybe as a league would the league suggests they're not as leaky as X Blues. Um, you know we've got we as you can see on on the league stats we've, we've got some goal scorers, and it's not just one person. I know John's filling his boots obviously. And this is a striker, a main striker. But Damon's chipping in. Elias, who's another new signing, has got six in two games for us now. So, um, this, you know, or three games with a double order now. But 
Elias's finish started to fill his boots. And, you know, we've got goal scorers all over the pitch. So I think we don't just rely on one person, which is quite nice. So I think, I think 5-0 okay. is, is actually not too bad, to be honest. OK, we'll see. Good luck with that one. Uh, Kenningwell versus Lambeth. Kenningwell versus Lambeth. Yeah, I think, I think Lambeth, I think Lambeth will, will win 3-1. 3-1 to Lambeth. Yeah. Not many people will disagree with you there. Uh, Essie Dons versus Portland. Yeah. Well, I guess while the Dons is recent, what I guess you could say sticky form, because it's not often that you see him lose, is it really? Yeah. Good win but, yesterday against Lambeth. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, I think they'll go on and win again. So I think they'll beat Portland, I think 4-2. Four 4-2 two. Four two to the Dons. Yeah. Uh, and the last game... Of the week from the Prem Division, uh, the Wall taking yeah. on resurgent Blendon. Yeah, and I was, I was looking at this, um, seeing how they would have been doing, and neither side, again, concedes many or goes and really hands out too much of a hiding, really. But no. and I think with the two sides uh, being pretty strong, I reckon um, I've gone for the Wall with a one nil there. Okay. Gone for the wall to win one nil. Currently, yeah, I've gone the... for the, the wall. Yeah, the, the wall were top of the table, weren't they? I know, yep. I know, Blendon have picked up results recently, but uh, yeah, I think I think the wall being at the top of the table and they're and they're at home, I believe, aren't they? Yep. So I think I think a one nil win at home for the wall because I, I think they beat them one nil away as well, didn't they? Yeah, Blendon have got a new few new players, but uh, the wall do look the business, so they'll be good. Thank you yeah, very they, much. So their you results know... look. Strong from what I've seen. You know, um, it's five points if you get it bang on and one point yep. if you get the results at a home draw or away correctly. Duncan, thank you so much yes. for your time. It's nice to thank finally you, get you on. I know we've been been trying to get you to come on for such a long time or yeah. to come to Silk Towers. Well, we've done it. We've done it virtually today. So thanks a lot for your time, mate, and yeah. all the best. Thanks for having me on. It's been good. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Thank you. So that's it, the end of another show. Thank you to our guests tonight and thank you to Jamie, Roger and Gibbs for their input. Uh, as always, thank you to our sponsors, Down to Play App, Sports King, Borden Sports and Skipper. All of our graphics are sponsored by Claire Barnett Photography and Design. A fantastic job done by Claire. Our charity partners are TW Drainage, Request, Warren's Roofing, Dave Cumberbatch Photography, NJP Graphic Design and Ear from Belvedere, our 12th man partnership. See you on the next show. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.